Radio across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Venus must have heard my plea. She has sent someone along for me. To call mine and at last she's come along Baby, all nothing can go wrong We meet every night at eight And I don't get home till late I say to myself each day Baby, oh, long, long live life Unfortunately, Sandy Shaw is cancelled. Morrissey loves her. He's a racist. Oh, I don't think you should be cancelled because someone... Guilty by association. Uh, I say to myself each day, baby, oh, long, long live love. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. The late night alternative. I'm Ian Lee. Who are you? Catherine Boyle. That's it. The team is back for two nights only. And just to stress, we don't know if we're here uh, 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 after June. So make the most of it while you got it, guys. Make the most of the show while you got it, guys. Imagine, imagine a show ten o'clock on the day of a budget that couldn't give a stuff about the budget and ain't going to talk about the budget. Imagine, imagine. It's this show. Imagine no more. It's this show. In fact, stop saying budget. Couldn't, I couldn't, here's, I couldn't give a flying fig about the budget. Ooh. Couldn't care less. Could not care less. Boring. Boring. Who cares? I don't care. <laughs> I don't care about anything these days. Um, oh, I care about the TV licence. Proud to say, proud to say, I paid my TV license the other week. 
Proud to say I paid it. Because very everyone's knocking the BBC now. It seems to be the narrative here at this radio station. Hmm. I wonder why. Hmm. I wonder why this radio station is so anti-BBC. Because if the BBC goes, then this place rules the news. This place and a few others rule the news. And that's cool, right? You know, I read the Sun. I read. I look at the Times and the Stand. I don't. I don't. I don't pick it up. Um, but you know, there's, it's cool that there's different news outlets. It's cool there's the Sun and there's. The, I was going to say it's cool there's the Mail. It's not actually. Let's put that aside. But there's Sky and stuff like that. But if the BBC goes, the news is run by billionaires. I'm not very comfortable with that. I'm not very comfortable with that. The day that the stories broke about um, uh, accusations of bullying uh, of Pretty Patel from Pretty Patel, um, the front page of the BBC website news website, bullying accusations of Pretty Patel. Front page of the Daily Mail website. Catherine, Boris Johnson is expecting a baby. Oh yeah, and that's w- that's where we're at. And people will go, the BBC isn't impartial. It, it kind of gets it wrong to the left a little bit kind of gets it wrong to the right a bit, a little bit. But it's more impartial than Sky. It's more impartial than Talk. It's more impartial than LBC. It's more impartial than any of the newspapers. You've been told it's not impartial by people who are partial. I got a little bit lost in this sentence. You've been told the BBC is not impartial by people who've got a vested interest in you thinking the BBC is not impartial. So... I am proud to say I paid my TV license last week. And God save the BBC. That's that's it. God save the BBC. And not just for the news. They do loads of... Here you go. I was driving in listening to BBC Radio 4. Mark Watson talks a bit about life. Oh, it's funny. He's at the top of his game. I've been a big fan of Mark's for about 10 years. Probably worked with him about 15 years ago. So, yeah, 10, 15 years. Big fan for about 10 years. And this this series, we were listening to it in the car last week when we were waiting to go to the awards. It was funny. This week's was funnier. It's so good. It's so good. My TV licence goes towards that, which is great. It's a tiny little little percentage. There's, you, oh, there's nothing on the BBC I like. That's a lie. You're lying. If you say there is nothing on the BBC that you like, you are a liar. So I tweeted this yesterday or the day before I've paid my TV licence. And someone said, uh, yeah, I don't like the fact that they've got Nigel Farage on the BBC right now talking about coronavirus. I, c- I could list you loads of things I don't like about the BBC. could list you loads of That's easy. I could also list you more, infinitely more things that I love about the BBC. And Catherine well, Boyle. Boyle. Also, here's a controversial Oh, Uh-oh. You don't like Nigel Farage, if that's your position, mm. in part because you've seen him on the telly. Yep. If you hadn't, he would just be this kind of mythical folk figure, wouldn't he? Yeah. You get to form an opinion on people because you listen to people you don't like as well as people you like, surely. Yeah. Um, but people, uh, the bots are out in force. The phone in. It's a phone in show. 0344 499 1000. 
344 is significantly, it's not that much more expensive than Netflix, right? Netflix is, I think, I think there's cheapest package is, is tenner a month, maybe it's eight, eight pounds a month. It's, it's tenner a month, I think. Um, the choice on Netflix is pony. It's pony, right? So it's a little bit more expensive than Netflix. Significantly cheaper. It's about half the price of the cheapest package of Sky. Dear God! Um, Jasmine, why are you being a knob? Jasmine um, keeps saying she didn't get a call back last night. You didn't phone in. You didn't phone in and speak to anyone. I, here's the thing, right? Mocking my team. I see every call that comes in. You did not call us and speak to anybody here. I don't think you called this. You might call Talk Sport. You did not call us. So stop with the, the, the old PA, the passive aggressive messages. Pick up the phone and dial it. 0344 499 1000. I am proud. And I know that at this radio station, I'm a minority. I mean, I'm a white, middle class, middle aged guy, so I'm also, you know, Venn diagram, I'm also a majority. But I'm in the minority in supporting the BBC. The, B- the BBC stitched me up like a kipper and sacked me and forced me to leave, forced me to quit, completely unfairly. They, I had a, um, a breakdown after getting the boot from the BBC. I had a nervous breakdown after getting the boot from the BBC. Still very happily and proudly paid my television licence. Because the BBC isn't just those six it's not, not just that. that made a decision that was wrong. It's not just that. It's every, The BBC is, is so much... I can't afford it. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. It's 150 quid. It's a lot of money, right? I get that. I get that it's a lot of money. You don't have to pay it in a wanna. You, you don't have to pay it in a wanna, right? The BBC, the BBC will go. I think that's gonna. I think that's gonna happen. I think we've crossed that line anyway. The BBC's gonna go, and you've all been spoilt by um, subscription services. You've been spoilt by that. Pay your license fee, because when it's gone, we are screwed, man. We are screwed. Oh, it's so woke at the moment. They've got lesbian Doctor Who. Oh, shut up. Who cares? Who cares? Well, I, we can all pick one thing we think is a waste of time and a waste of money. Easy. There's so much good stuff on there. 0344 is the telephone number if you want to uh, give us a call. Here's the big thing that people aren't talking about. All right. With coronavirus, should we stop orgies? Um. Gosh, I don't need an answer. I'm going to read an article. Oh, okay. But so, so sorry, I'm just thinking I was, about you know. Yeah, orgies. If it was brought brought to my desk. I don't know why it would be brought to my desk. I don't think I should have to say so on this. Well, if they do bring it to that desk, make sure you wipe it down with a disinfectant cloth. This is from The Guardian. 0344-499-1000, by the way, is the telephone number. Um, Stop tweeting me. Phone up, you absolute prunes. As offices, schools and public buildings close around the world, the organisers of two US orgies... (laughs) Orgies... ...are planning to push on with their events despite the risk from coronavirus... The New York Post reports that high-end sex party promoters, SNCTM, 
Now, what can that mean? It doesn't, it's not capital, so it's not snooktum, snooktum, SNCTM. Plan, oh, we've got an update as well on, um, a succulent Chinese meal! Mr. Democracy Manifest. He wants a fortune to come on. <laughs> we'll get him in a month when he's realised he won't get any money. SNCTM plan to throw an orgy in Los Angeles, Los Angeles, this weekend. It means the, um, the lost city of stars. No, no, it and another in Manhattan next month. SN what? SNCTM. Events are going on as planned. Well, there's a, one in London. An org- Where? When? How much? An organiser told The Post before emphasising that there would be extra soap and sanitizer on hand. Well, I hope it's not just on hand. At the venue. Los Angeles, Los Angeles, currently has 17 confirmed cases of coronavirus, although more people may be infected without showing symptoms. If you're living in a coronavirus-affected region and thinking of planning a sex party, don't, says The Guardian. Short of putting all the orgy-goers in full hazmat suits, which you imagine would dampen the mood... It is impossible to prevent unknowingly sp- spreading coronavirus. Coronavirus itself is not a sexually transmitted disease, says Dr. Mohammed Munir. Oh, it's short for sanctum. Okay. They ran out of vowels. Mm. Of Lancaster University's Department of Biomedical and Life Sciences and an expert in viral diseases. But as during sex there is very close contact between two individuals, the chance of someone contracting the virus from another infected person is almost 100%, specifically due to the kissing involved. Although at orgies, I don't think there's a lot of kissing. While it would be relatively easy to spot someone at an orgy who is symptomatic, the problem is that many people may not know they have coronavirus for a while and might feel sprightly enough to venture to a sex party. I'm feeling sprightly. (laughs) Even if you don't kiss the person you are having sex with, that's how I like to work, you may still contract coronavirus. The doctor says contaminated hands is a major source of infection. It's not just sex itself, it's contact, any contact involved during the act. It's not just orgies you need to swerve, which realistically, actually, is, that's, that's good advice, <laughs> coronavirus or not. <laughs> what do you mean, not just orgies? Dating in general might be something to avoid until the epidemic dies down. Dating is a high risk of transmission, Munir says, because you tend to have more prolonged contact with the other person. You may kiss them, hug them, or hold their hand for a couple of hours. The longer the duration... Uh, you have okay. Munir would advise anyone planning on throwing an orgy in an area with <laughs> confirmed coronavirus cases to think twice. If the government is closing down schools, he says. Oh God, I don't like this link. <laughs> the same principle should apply to sex parties, because in the age of coronavirus, an orgy is probably a bad idea. Oh, well, well, well um, who wrote that? Let's let's let's. Have we got a name here? Siren Kale. Bravo, Siren Kale. Also, well, well done. done for not using the term super spreader. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like working with you. Um, uh, uh, well, uh, Jasmine, Jasmine, just phone up. Stop being a dick and phone up. Um, uh, and Kaz, stop being a dick. Phone up. 
Everyone's so, it's a phoning show, guys. It's a phoning show. You can tweet me about not getting on the other night. What can I do for it? Do about that? Invent a time machine. You can tweet me about the um, license fee. All I'm saying is, I am proud. I am proud to have paid my television license. Stop tweeting me reason reasons why you don't want to do. Just phone up. All right. Here's the thing. Can I just yeah, right? In the in the interest of being kinder, I think it's only kind for me to let you know that. People who send us tweets as kind of a run-up to ringing up. Just ring up. We're not going to coax you on. We're not going to persuade you. You can ring up right. or you don't have to. But it's the thing of, oh, I really want to, but I'm not sure. Okay, let, let me deal with these because people so are getting it. on my nerves. C says, why are over 75s having to start paying for TV licence from June 2020? It makes no sense. It makes loads of sense. The government used to cover it. Then as part of the BBC charter, the government, uh, I think it was David Cameron, I could be wrong, David Cameron dumped on the BBC and said, you now have to start paying for TV licences for over 75s. David Hall at the time went, that's going to be really expensive. I don't think we can carry it. David Cameron said, you have got no choice. You have to cover that cost. So it's the government's fault, see, not the BBC. Happy to answer that. Kaz says, 150 50 quid is a lot for something a lot of people don't use. I've never paid for a subscription service either. Netflix and the like has nothing on it I'm interested in either, and the others are even more limited. So, okay, fine. Here's the thing. If you've got a TV, which I'm assuming you've got, but I might be wrong, but you're not using it to watch television, you don't have to pay for a TV licence. If you're just watching DVDs or playing Xbox, you don't have to pay for a TV licence. So I'm assuming that's the setup you've got, Kaz. In which case, you don't have to pay for a TV licence. I'm not answering any more tweets, phone calls only. This is Talk Radio. <laughs> Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh, and I meant to say, look, before we go to the phone calls, those of you who listened to the end of last night's show would have heard a call from Mark. Um, I spoke to Mark for about 20 minutes, 25 minutes on my drive home last night. I gave him a call and we had a little chat. Um... Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, we had a little chat, and I know the ambulance hadn't prioritised it as an emergency, which is a good sign. They, the ambulance had spoken to him. It wasn't prioritised as an emergency. That is a good sign. Uh, we had a little chat. He's got my number. I asked him to give me a text today just to let me know he's all right. He didn't give me a text, but um, he was all right last night, and um, that's all the news I have. And, um, Mark, if you're listening, you're very welcome to give us a call tonight. And uh, thank you for asking everyone. I'm fine. I'm absolutely fine. A lot of people very kindly said, I hope you're okay. And a few nice people messaged saying, if you, you know, if you need someone to chat to, I'm absolutely, I was surprisingly fine last night. Actually, I was surprisingly fine because, uh, um, well, anyway, I don't know why, but surprisingly fine. And you had someone to chat to. Now, here's the thing. It was you, Catherine, yes, we said. Here's the thing. Can we get a second award for that? Can we send that in and get a second award? Only one way to find out. I mean, you won't get the award this time because you weren't... Oh, I lost it then. There. Sorry? The audio, lost it. Oh. I didn't get sent it last night, to be fair. <laughs> Alex! Lost, lost, lost. Alex! 0344 499 1000. Let's go to um, D or I? D or I? Hmm, I. Ian! Hey, how's it going? That's all right, Ian. What you got for us? I just uh, heard you talk about the BBC, and uh, one of the things that I, I'm happy to pay my license for is that Inside Number Nine. Oh, now I've I've not seen any of this series, and I've only seen a few of I think the first series. I was so late coming to it. That's a great program, right? You are in for a treat. Uh, this series was um, it's probably the best series it's done. Oh, really, yeah, really. Is excellent. Wow. Um, okay. Uh, well, 
All right, fine. I mean, I mean, we got people like this. This guy, the coconut cabbie. You like a forced fee for a crap service because you're a full-blown numpty. Coconut cabbie, you have been told the service is crap by people who want the BBC to be closed. Not everybody. Not everybody who's against the license fee is because they've been told. But coconut cabbie, a you haven't got the balls to call in, so you're a pussy. But b the reason you don't like the BBC is because people have told you you shouldn't like the BBC. You're not, you're not a free thinker. Some of the people on Twitter who are saying they don't like it, they're free thinkers, and I get that vibe. Coconut Cabby, you're not a free thinker, mate. And I can tell that from your terrible grammar. Not one capital or punctuation mark there. Um, and, and So give us a call or be a pussy for the rest of your life. That's cool. Ian, it, w- w- anything else you like the BBC for? Uh, well, it's not running at the moment. I don't know if the series is finished, but I really liked um, that Brian Pern stuff. Oh, man. I love a bit of Brian Pern. At the end of the last episode, though, didn't he die? I think he's, I think he's dead. Well, I think he almost dies in every episode, in every end of every episode. Oh, does he? I'm flipping it. He's very good. But, he, yeah, Ian, thank you very much indeed. Let's go to Darren. Hey, Darren. Hey, how you doing? Okay. Nice to meet you, Ian and Cass. And, nice to yeah. meet you, did you say? <laughs> Did you say nice, nice to, to meet, meet you? you? I've not met you, yeah, but nice this? to speak to you. Here we go, here we go. Just Coconut Cabbie's tweeted again. I driving, but I know what I like, you melt. Don't texting then, That's mate. That's illegal, mate. Coconut Cabbie. You're a cabbie? And you're texting or you're, and driving. Well, that's illegal, mate. Let's have a little that look. That is totally illegal. That is illegal. Let's have a little look <laughs> at his profile. Uh, once an angry uh, uh, black man... No. Oh, mate, I'm going to have to... Right, I'm really sorry, but this is my civic duty. Um, just going to have to... Not again. I'm just... Not again, man. What? But with kind of like, yeah, negative connotations of race and colour from last night. What are you talking about? Have I been racist again? No, not you. Oh, this guy. Uh, I'm yeah. just going to retweet him. Um... Uh, is I didn't get what that was last night. No, I don't know. Is tweeting you cut and... it off. Hang on, shut so up. Darren, like shut up, shut up. Got it. Is tweeting and driving legal? I can't remember. And um, what's the pol- give me a police? Uh, Met police, is it? Met. I would screenshot that because you know he'll delete it. Oh, he won't delete it. He, will. A, he won't delete he will. it. He wouldn't. De- he wouldn't delete it. I driving, but I know what I like. You melt. <laughs> yes, Darren. Hey, man. Um, it's so nice to speak to you guys. Okay. Um, what do you want to speak about? Well, about last night actually, and I know it was. It's very early on to talk about it, but uh, Mark really kind of, you know, triggered. A lot of stuff in me as well. Okay, well, so, tell us the effect. That, that tell us what's going on for you then. Oh no, for me, I'm I'm fine, you know. But you know, I, I understood the kind of the you know the fear of going to you know uh, do something that was way beyond anything you can possibly think you can do. Um, and. Basically, being open and honest with, you know, what I got from him was, you know, he he had lost contact with his ex-wife or wife, 
you know, well, partner. And, uh... No. That wasn't what was going on. So what's going on for you? It wasn't. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. That's what I got from it. And so, okay. Well, yeah, well, for me, it's, you know... I'm being lonely. Yeah. <laughs> you go. know, because I've separated from my wife, very similar to you. I've got kids and stuff like that. But you know, loneliness is it's not being lonely. It's huh? yeah, it's it mm. you know, it's uh yeah. I dunno. It's hard to explain. It is hard to explain. It's I... really, really hard to explain. And that's what I got from um, Mark yesterday, was that he felt incredibly lonely. Right. Stop talking about Mark. Okay. Talk to me about you. Ah. Okay. I don't like that. <laughs> no, I know exactly. But I, and I'm not comfortable with you talking about Mark. So... Talk about you. Okay. All right. All right. No, fair enough. Actually, yeah. That's a good point. Uh, yeah. Don't put on somebody else. Are you pissed? No, no. Okay. Because you're, you're rambling a bit. Um, yeah, I'm trying to work it out in my own head, you know, of how I can... I've, I've, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know how to work out you know what I want to say. So. Well, listen, go and I, because yeah. there's, there's a nugget there. I can feel a nugget. So go and have a little think. And if you find a way of verbalizing it tonight, give us another call back later on. And if you don't find it tonight, well, then maybe give me a call tomorrow. Thank you, Darren. Um, and we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, unfortunately, that guy had deleted that tweet. Luckily, I screenshotted it. Thank you for the heads up. So I retweeted it again and to the police. And the coconut cabbie's uh, latest tweet. You're a grass and a melt. But he spelt you're right, so. <laughs> That's progress, buddy. That's well progress. Done. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right, no more playing with the, the, the thickos on Twitter. So sorry, Coconut Cabby. You just ain't up to you just ain't up to the, the skills of me. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna mute you from the studio for twenty-four hours. You can call in if you want. Um, but if you're too too much of a pussy to argue with a grass and a melt, then I mean, I mean there really is. You're not like the melt who tweeted something that could get him sacked, <laughs> so. mate. You're you're a cabbie. <laughs> you just tweeted that you're driving and tweeting at the same. That's six points. That's six points. Luckily, Met Police have got that tweet now. So um, uh, fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Oh three four four. 499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let's go to... Alan! Get your hand up my penis! This is such a nice penis, Alan. What's up, Chad? Having a meal? A succulent Chinese meal? I think we've created a monster. What about martial arts? Oh, I see you know your judo very well. <laughs> I've been watching that clip nonstop on YouTube ever since Monday night, and I love it. It's a good clip. Now, we have an update. What's we, the update on Democracy Manifest? We tried to get him on the show, and Kath tried, and our friend Richard tried. Um, and this is the reply from Mr. Democracy Manifest's agent. Yeah. Thanks for getting back to me. 
I'll be talking with Jack, Mr. Democracy Manifest, in the morning our time here. There is a massive amount of interest at the moment, as you would undoubtedly understand. I am negotiating paid spots for him currently. The spot will need to be paid at this stage, in part to do media interviews, especially live. Jack will have a legal advisor with him, supervising to ensure a Chopper Reed situation isn't created, <laughs> in which Jack faces fresh police attention. Please take this as a yes. We just need to work out what is a fair rate, which is being done inquiry by inquiry. We have not set going rates, but are quite happy to listen to your thoughts on what is a fair payment for the slot on the basis you know what the value is to your specific audience better than we do. Kind regards, Barry Bullshit. <laughs> it's probably him. Could, uh, yeah, of course it is. Of course it is. Oh, uh, you could have a crowdfunding page to pay for it. Nah, I'm not that bothered. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, but, I'm but there is one other thing. You're going on about the BBC. I found out what the problem with ITV was. What problem with ITV? Since they moved all the regions into one ITV, it's made the channel go to down market. What they should do is get the regions back up together. ITV's gone too down market? When? Gosh, that's a real surprise. <laughs> it started with the masked singer. It started with the masked singer. Oh, it it kind of started, like, forever. ITV's always been a bit down market. I ate a pig's fanny on it's ITV. Funny, it's funny you go for the... uniqueness is all the different regions. But it's funny that you go for the masked singer rather than, I don't know, Love Island? Well, that was just the appetizer. But <laughs> no, I think it was the tip of the iceberg. Literally, okay, literally no idea what that means. I thought means, that was good, clean family fun. <laughs> I enjoyed the last singer, but I like lowbrow. I love it. I like lowbrow. Mm. Uh, switchboard is empty, um, and in many ways that's a blessing. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine. 1000s. So far, we've done TV licenses and orgies. Oh, I did something very 70s on the way. <laughs> speaking in... of orgies. Yeah, speaking of orgies. I did something very 70s on the way in. I was driving in, and uh, as I got cl very close to work, there's a little kind of turn-off where the road splits into two, and you go straight on, or you go left to head towards um, the radio station. And it's quite narrow. It's only one, one kind of narrow lane. And a car had broken down at the traffic lights where you would turn left and you could kind of get around it by instead of going left going straight and then sort of just turning back on yourself a little bit and uh, so i did that and i drove and i thought oh i should probably go and push that car no i won't that's a weird thing to do i thought that's not a weird thing to do of course it's it's the right and proper thing to do so i parked about 50 yards up and i went back and i'm so glad i did because it was a woman i would say late 50s early 60s in the car, on a run, with the hazards going. And I kind of knocked on the window and I said, do you need a push? And she went, oh, that'll be, that'll be great. Thank you so much. And I pushed the car. She had the handbrake on to start with. <laughs> because. Classic. I bet, she's, I bet she's not been pushed since 1984. Uh, in a car. Well, again, that's, that's the innuendo keeps growing. Uh, but I haven't pushed a car 
maybe in the 90s, maybe a friend's car at college or something like that. Maybe 30 years since I've pushed a car, 25, 30 years since I pushed a car. And I pushed a car and I said, there's, there's, there's like a bus lane just around the corner. We'll get you in, we'll get you in there, or a little lay-by. We'll get you in there. And I pushed her. And here's the thing, dear listener. There were cars beeping us, <laughs> beeping us, behind us, and beeping because I was pushing her car. There were people, there were three people stood by the traffic. So right as close as you are to me, Kath, yeah, stood there. about two metres. And no one jumped out of their car or from that group said, yeah, I'll give you a hand, mate. Oh, do you need it? I'll give you a hand. Now, I'd forgotten, actually, that pushing cars is quite good fun because you feel really strong and it's quite easy. <laughs> But a hand would have helped. Yeah. A hand would have really helped because it was a bit tough to get it going. Um, people were beeping me and we, I pushed her into the lay-by and I said, I, I, that's all I can do. I don't know anything about cars, so I can't really help you. She went, no, you've been great, thank you. Then I got in my car and then I thought, oh, let me just go back. And I said, are you okay? Have you, are you phoning someone? Have you got the AA or someone you can phone or do you need me to call someone? She went, no, I'm making a call. Thank you so much. And it just struck me, I haven't pushed a car since, I would, I would say, 1992. And the 70s and the 80s, we were always pushing cars. Yeah. We're pushing cars to get them started, if the battery had gone flat. Pushing cars to get them started if it was cold. I remember that being a thing. And also pushing, I, I remember so many times being with my dad while he was driving, and we'd see a car broken down, and this is when I'm like eight. So 80, 81, 82. And he'd say, he would just stop in the middle of the road. He'd say, get out, son, we'll give this car a push. And we'd get out and we'd, help, we'd push someone to the side of the road. He'd have a little look at their car because he could do stuff like that. And then we'd go, that was happening all the time when I was growing up. I can't remember the last time I saw, I've seen someone pushing a car. Now people just sit behind them beeping. <laughs> beeping. And if I was in a car, if I was in traffic and I see someone pushing a car in front of me, I'd think, it's going to be quicker if I get out and give yeah. them a push as well. Go, do, do you need a hand? And if they say no, fine. Your reaction isn't, come on, baby. Yeah, 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 get out of the way. You can, you Tell you can what, actually, lean, lean on the car as hard as you're leaning on your horn. You can make this happen faster. <laughs> Idiots. And it's a nice thing to do. And it was, you know, uh, maybe this is, you know, the patriarchy. It was a woman on her own. Uh, maybe you really didn't know that bit. when you got out of the car. I didn't know that, you know. Um, and it was an older person. Um, I don't want to sound, you know, patronising or anything. I mean, I don't know anything about cars. She could have been a fully trained. Her, her, her gears had gone basically. The gear wasn't. Her gears were knackered. Um, but I really enjoyed it. it. Made me feel powerful. I saw her. She was still there as I drove. Was she? Yeah. I, mean, that was I was about... very tempted to get out and push her back into the road. <laughs> that was about twenty-five minutes later, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. Sitting um, there with the hazards on, little silver thing. Little silver it? thing. Yeah. yeah. Um, I talked about the car, not her. That was <laughs> okay, right? Um, but I just—it's this thing. And I did drive past, and my initial thought was, should I go and push her? No, that's weird. No, that's weird. That's where my head is at at the moment. No, that's weird. That's where I think a lot of... Well, the fact that someone was beeping me, the fact that three people were stood five foot away, if that, while I was doing it, and not one said to the other, hey, take my bag, I'll give them, give them this guy, yeah. give a push. No one does that. Because sometimes it takes one person to intervene, and yeah. then everyone else kind of snaps out of Be the kinder. I'm really, tr I'm really, really trying with this. Thing. I'm really trying. I did a thing yesterday on Twitter. I'm not, people say virtue signaling, but those people are tossers. And I nicked it from someone. I nicked it from a comedian. A comedian we tried to get on the show and, and, and couldn't get on in the end. 
where he does this thing. He'll say, I'm at an airport. I've got a flight in 15 minutes. Does anyone need a pep talk? And I, th I, I keep seeing him do that. I thought, oh, oh, that's good. He set a time limit. And he's like, so I did it yesterday. I said, I've got 10 minutes before I go to work. Is everyone, does anyone want to chat? Out in the open, no DMs. Um, and, and if anyone just needs to chat, I've got 10 minutes. And I think people thought I was joking. To, and and a, a few people got in touch and, you know, we had a little chat on Twitter in public. And then I gave the number of the Samaritans. I'm going to do it again because it's um, a load of people, uh, th th people said, thanks. That's it. Thanks for listening. That's all I needed. And that's it. And I'm not saying this to blow my own trumpet. I'm saying this to say we can all do this. Keep it out in public. Keep it out of the DMs. Someone said, why are you not going into the DMs? Well, I don't have a great history on Twitter. Um, uh, also, you would imagine it might be someone vulnerable. You, you don't want to cause any problems. Out in the open, fine. Everyone can see what's going on. There's no, there's no, you know, shenanigans or anything like that. Also, you know, you maintain healthy boundaries. Exactly. Works for both sides. Exactly. Works for both sides. Protection for both sides. But also, someone might see someone sharing something and go, oh, I hope you don't mind. But that actually happened, very similar thing happened to me, and this is what I did with it. Um, be kinder. Be kinder. That's, the th that's where, where I keep heading towards. Yeah. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with being a bit softer. Everyone's trying to be, you know, a tough guy and hilarious and sarcastic on yep. Twitter. Yep. There's nothing wrong with being a bit softer. It's all right, isn't it? It's all right. Be kinder. And... I, I am, I'm sharing this not to, to blow my own trumpet. I don't have one, but to just—it's an example. It's an example of two tiny little things that took, well, ten minutes on Twitter and five minutes, fifteen minutes of my time. But it helps you as well. Felt, felt great. Mm -hmm. Felt great. There's nothing wrong with that. It was buzzing. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Sonia, Caitlin, we're coming to you next. This is the late night alternative. Weeknights from ten on Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. If you've heard the um, Reply All podcast uh, about that lost song, uh, we got the guy who wrote the song coming on the show next week, which is very exciting. Very exciting. We still got Pete coming on tomorrow, half past ten, to talk about his wonderful. I call it performance art. I don't know what he calls it. We'll find out. He's a listener who's um, started, who just bought like 500 VHS tapes, the kind where you tape, you tape them yourself. Yeah, used ones. Yeah, and he's going through them. And he's found treasure. He's found a bit of me on there. He's found a trailer for the 11 o'clock show with me. I don't remember that. And he found it. He's found some great stuff. He's found some really boring stuff. And he's found um, like a 10th generation Bluey. 10th <laughs> no, generation? Yeah, it's really bad quality. But there's no... What, a pirate? Yeah, no homemade <laughs> blueies yet. But I think it's really interesting. And he's doing it on Twitch, which is something that fascinates me. And um, so he's coming in tomorrow, half ten for half an hour. going to come in the studio and going to talk about why he's doing that, what he's found, what he hopes to find. I'm really hoping he's got some Carlton ad breaks coming up. That's what I'm looking forward to <laughs> the most. It's our friend Sonia. Good evening, Sonia. Good evening, Ian. If you, Catherine. If hey, you have phoned us up to tell us off for not sending you that picture... Yes. Good. Good. Now... You're not going to send it? No. No, no, no. We've no. taken it? No, Catherine, please. Catherine, let me deal with this. Sonia? Yes? Not my fault. It's Catherine's <gasps> fault. She has... She, it's Catherine's fault. Catherine? No, let me quote directly <laughs> from Ian Lee. 
on Monday night. We took it as we were leaving. Yep. So we went yeah. and stood in front of the talk radio sign. It's been taken. It was on a Polaroid. So we, it's actual Polaroid, yeah. So uh -huh. it's in my bag. I wasn't in yesterday. I'm in today. We need to sign it and we'll get it Let in Let me the go post. and get your bag. We're going to sign it now. Yeah, there should oh, be a... Sonia, I'm going to go and get it now. We have yeah, not forgotten. She wants to tell you something. Oh, well, oh, oh, Hurry up. He's going to get your bag? Yeah, he's going to go and get my bag because it's got the photo in it and we'll sign it now while you're Really? Talking. Yes, lovely. When the postman comes, I think, oh, this is it, but it's not. Oh, I'm really sorry. He's but a huge okay disappointment. Because he wasn't in yesterday. Yeah, I, I needed to look after my kids last night because um, my husband's away and my parents couldn't take care of them as they have been doing all week, so. Oh, I'd have come down and look after them. Oh, <laughs> bless you. Well, you wouldn't want Little in at the moment. She's in a right mood. I don't know what's the matter with her. How old is she? Eight. Oh, lovely. And What's wrong with that? Well, she just seems very short-tempered. I'm guessing tired. Mm. Um, she might be sickening for something. But oh. she's, you know, when oh, they get a little bikes. bit... Well, she's just a firecracker, and she keeps yeah. going off. Sorry, I was yeah. late. Like, oh, I had to say hello to the cleaners, but using the Chinese foot swipe. <laughs> right, here we go. Let's find that picture. Here <sighs> it is. Because we don't have... It's not, um... Like the old days, Sonia, when radio stations... Have you got a pen? Yeah. Uh, radio stations have, like, pictures yeah. of things. We, so we haven't got that. So we've taken a nice picture... That's lovely. ...on a Polaroid. This is unique. Uh-huh. One of a kind. That's a black pen, mate. You can't write black on black. On the bottom you can. It's tiny. Oh, come on. Where's your silver pen? Oh, I've got a silver pen here. Yeah, well, let's do it in silver. Right. This is only the best for you, Very Sonia. Bossy. You're not a nuisance. She's quite, she is a bit of a nuisance. What? No. <laughs> 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 I'm joking. Hey, we all loved um, that Nat King Cole yesterday. Did, uh, the other day when you called him. Up, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone loved it, and people on Twitter were were loving it. Because I've not yeah. really listened to much Nat King Cole, but he's got a, he's got a voice like um, chocolate, hasn't it? My mum and dad's wedding song was "When I Fall in Love." So, Nat King Cole's always been quite special in our house. It's lovely, yeah. I'm signing. Are you writing on that face? I'm writing on my face. Uh, now, hopefully that... Don't write on your face. No, I want to see your lovely face. Oh, Sonia. <laughs> Sonia, you mucky pup. Um, now, don't smudge my... I'm not smudging You're smudging it. <laughs> You're smudging it. I want the best for the you best... You another award for last night, by the way. I, um, <laughs> this is kind of what I'm thinking. How does one get an OBE? I'm joking. Um, it was some show last night, Song. There's a lot of people out there um, lonely and struggling. I tried to get my son because he's like that a bit. He said, has tried to, while back, after you've all taken overdose. Oh, and no. I for that poor man. Yeah, what's that? If you don't mind me asking, what's that like as a mum, knowing that your boy is in so much pain well, that they, they do that? Well, I've got two sons and a daughter, but this is the middle one, my blue-eyed boy, they call him. Yeah. He... Got, came to our door, my husband was alive then, about 25 years ago, because he's 53 now. Yeah. And um, this fella had him. He found him in the hallway of the flat where they were living. His wife was having an affair and took the children, and he said he took an overdose. It was the most horrendous, horrible thing. Mm. You're, they're like your babies, to, you know, mm. birth to death. And it's, it's you know, I... I I don't know why diazepam. I take I've taken more than that, and I can't even sleep. Mm. <laughs> but um, that's that. How's he doing now? Is he is he all right now? No, he's in a bad way actually. Oh, he's, he's, he's sofa surfing. Oh mate, he's 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 having a tough time. He's in a very very tough time. He's got with another woman, a girl rather, and she's a bunny boiler. 
she's possessive of him. Mm. Anyway, forget about that. I have not heard the phrase bunny boiler, not to make light of what, you know, the worry you must be. Michael Douglas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was it? Indecent? No, not indecent proposal. It was, um... I can't think. Oh, basic instinct. Basic instinct. That was it. I've not that's had that. Right. No, not basic instinct. No. That's uh, Sharon Stone. Yeah. What? Yeah. Fatal, Fatal attraction. attraction. Thank and you, it was a two-worder. Fatal attraction. Oh, it, it must be difficult as a well as a parent. You want the best for your kids. You want them to have, be successful. To you know, be in love, and you, you want so to see him struggling and 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 mixing perhaps with with people that perhaps don't have his best interests at heart. No, that must be tough, Sonia. That must it be really tough. tough. It I, is tough, but there's people far worse off. I know that. Yeah, I, there are, but I don't really like the comparison thing. Because there'll always be someone worse off, but that yeah. th that doesn't really matter when you're the one going through what you're going through. Yes. My thoughts but are with him. Can I talk to you about your four cats? Yeah, of course you can. My favourite, favourite topic. Cat called Tabitha. Yeah. Oh, that's <laughs> a great name. <laughs> when my husband was alive, a British blue, but she wasn't just a cat, she never grew. She was like a kitten. Yeah. And when she used to crawl up my legs... Each leg hurt me. Oh. Now, last night you said about this lady, fibromyalgia. I have that. Oh. And that's when I found out that I had it. Oh, because of, because of Tabitha. She diagnosed every, it. Every step she <laughs> took on my legs and sat on my lap. Oh, no. Hurt me. And she wasn't doing it with claws, because my boy George will oh. walk along your legs with his claws out. This was her just she padded did. feet. She did. Oh, did she? Ooh, and it hurt. It does. And also, she had a thing about hands, but only me. She bit me one night, I was asleep. Oh, no. And I got cat scratch fever. Have oh, you heard of oh it? yes, I have. That's, a, it's a song, but also it's a nasty little disease, that, isn't it? It bled from every Steady. part of me. Okay, yes, gosh. And wow. don't forget, I was on my own. Yeah. And it was horrible, but I adored her. I loved her. And everyone came in and said, Where's your bad cats? And I used to get so annoyed. Mm. The other thing is, talking about cars, yeah. my late father was a fruit, um, well, a fruit truck. You, you heard of Spitfields Market? Yeah, of course. Of course. Sonia, do you think, what do you think, I'm a baby or something? Of course <laughs> I've heard of Spitfields. <laughs> no. Um, well, he had a big van and he yeah. had four children, us four children. And me and my older brother, all three have died now. But um, we used to have to get out and get a thing in the front of the... Uh, engine and turn it. Oh, a, cr a crank, a, a turn handle thing. What's it called? Is it cr a crank handle, isn't it? Crank handle, yeah. yeah. Like in the be... Laurel and Hardy films, that's how they'd that's start right. their cars. He used to do that a lot with us kids as well. <laughs> but, um, what was I going to say? Something else I wanted to say to you, I've forgotten what it was. But anyway, thank you for doing that photo, which I'm wait by the door for it. Well, it is going to go in the post tomorrow, so yeah. hopefully Friday, Saturday it should come. Lovely, but you know something I must tell you, you do what I do and some of my children do. You talk very fast when you say your number oh. and I tried a half an hour oh, on the no. phone tried to put it in. That's because we didn't want you to phone us. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm, I, I will bear that in mind. Uh, can I say, Sonia, after your last call and now on Twitter you've got so many people who are head over heels in love with you and sending you their best. You've got a lot of fans. Yeah. I've got cataracts and it's been broken in my eye under operation so I can't see uh, my iPhone at all. Well, trust me, everyone on Twitter is uh, is sending you their best right now. Wasn't well, that lovely? Isn't it? You've got a lot of yeah. fans out there. It's you, it's you doing it though. No. You're, you're fabulous what you do. Eee.
years. Uh, and I hope you get a contract again. Ah, let's it's see. Ca- and Friday's going to be horrible for me. What? Yeah, because Kath doing the show on her own, I wouldn't want to listen to no, that. I like Catherine, but you're not going to be there. Uh, but here's the thing, right? And, and Catherine's show is going to be great. I know. And, and I'm going to be hanging out with my kids on Friday night. So Lovely. I'm winning. Everyone's What's winning. Names? I, do you know what? I, I will tell you one day. I don't. I never say their names on air. All right. Keep it I private understand. in case there's yeah. kidnappers. I know out they're there. eight and ten. Eight and ten. Yeah, they're lovely yeah. little boys. They're my babies. Okay. All right, Sonia. Some woman's going to be fine for you one day because you're a lovely man. Sonia, thank you. You're really sweet. I really enjoyed talking to you. We'll speak again okay, soon. Okay, darling. Take Bye-bye. care. Bye bye. She, Sonia, is my favourite caller ever, ever. An excellent tasting cat. Same cat as mine. <laughs> and guys. <laughs> <laughs> Guys. Anyway, so she's got cataracts. She, we're going to look great on this picture. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a bit close, wasn't it? Good evening, Caitlin. Hello. Hey, Caitlin, what you got for us? Hey, what I wanted to do was explain how you and Kath have helped me. Oh, go on then. We've got time before the news. Of course we've got time. I really wanted you to know. Yes. Um, the first time I ever phoned you was after the guy you had on from America where his daughter was being exploited and abused and he just got her back. Okay, yeah. I think it was someone called Angelo. I'm not... I can't really remember his name. Okay. But he'd been on and then I phoned you explaining what had happened to me. Uh, Yes, I Um, remember. I remember, yes. Yeah, you remember. I'm there, I gotcha. Well, um, that was the first time other than the police and the evidence that I'd ever told anyone what had happened. Wow, thank you. And it was so important that I said it because I thought it might save somebody else or give them the strength to leave. Yeah, it is important to share these uh, these stories whenever you can. Yeah, so um, but that was the first time I'd said it. And the day after I called you... My mental health worker was here, and I told her what I'd done and how much it had helped, because you and Kath were so kind, you know, and you talk about your mental health all the time. You Mm. don't, like, make a secret or hide it. If you're having a bad day, you'll tell us. Mm. So it kind of feels a bit like a family, and I just wanted to say that you and Kath have really, really helped me. And you probably never even realised that. Can I ask you a question, Caitlin? Yes, sure. Who is who is the best out of me and Kat? <laughs> oh, come on, that's who, a bit unfair. Who is, no, who is the best? Out of, out you see, of, I would never put you in that position, Caitlin, but... <laughs> yes, but Go. you're nice in different ways. Because I heard this show that Catherine did on her own on, yeah. on a Friday. And she did brilliant. Yeah. But, Caitlin, if we were to stand either side of the street and call you... <laughs> who... Oh, come on. <laughs> She's just as bad as me, Caitlin. <laughs> She's what? just as bad as me. <laughs> I'd go forwards or backwards wherever my cat was. There you go. <laughs> Caitlin, listen, I'm, uh, thank you so much. That's very kind of you to share that, and you're right. I think it's important that we talk about this stuff, we talk about the fun stuff, we talk about the lousy stuff, and people will identify with it, and, and, and it might just help. Caitlin, thank you. 0344 499 1000. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Across the UK. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Mm-hmm. 
Three four 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 nine nine one thousand. I was gonna, I was gonna ask a question, but now I've worked out the answer. It's a question I asked you earlier, right? Yeah. What about orgies? going swimming? No, not about oh. orgies. You said no, and uh, it's a shame because I got a spare ticket. <laughs> um, swimming. Yeah. Is it sensible to go swimming with the coronavirus? Mm. Of course, it's not. It's a really, really bad idea. Because what if someone? You think it'd be germ soup? It'd be germ soups because I'm peeing in the swimming pool. All the time. Oh, God. Me and the boys have this thing. If, we, if one of us is stood like this, with our hand holding our chin, it means we're having a wee in the pool. So this is the look we do. So that's the signal for everyone yeah. else to stay clear. So, and there'll be people spitting in the pool. Yeah, and you know that thing where sometimes you, come, you surface and you realise that your nose is run. Yeah, 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 yeah. But then also, the changing rooms. They're not going to swab down the changing rooms after every person has been in so of course yeah. it's a terrible terrible idea to go swimming well, this weekend i haven't been to the gym for a, a month and it turns out don't preventative go. don't go don't go don't go i would cancel that gym membership for the next six months because it's not going to be good to go for the next six months it isn't yeah but maybe the meat boys won't be hogging the um, machines no, but people will, will go and... It's always and arm day with those they're, boys. They're sweat. People don't wipe down machines anyway. Do. Well, you I do. I take a little towel. You do, but no one else does. Mm. And so there's always sweat there. Um, I've cancelled the subscription till September. They should allow me to freeze it. They should? Hey, that's not a bad point, actually. 
that's not a bad point. Just like um, here should allow me to do the show from home, mm. which they told me they won't yet. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you should get in touch with your gym. Hey, do that. That's tomorrow's show. Groundbreaking journalism. Well. Or, or does your gym, and we won't mention their name yet, but does your gym want you to die of coronavirus? <laughs> do I ask them that question directly? <laughs> yes, of course you do. <laughs> I just wonder if I could freeze my membership. I may get membership. an answer that I don't want. <laughs> I just want to freeze my membership five months, can't do that. Oh, so you want me to die? You want me to die? Okay, thanks very much indeed. They've closed all the shops in Italy, apart from food shops and chemists. Aye. What must that be like? Quiet. Let's phone Italy. Okay, good. I'll take that silence as a yes. Well, What's there's no, no, everyone's at home. Well, let's, 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 let's do what I used to do when I was a kid and just, like, make up a number. No. Why? You can't do that. Of course you can. Italy. You, you might find you're in that house where that man hasn't been able to leave the room. God, that's a story. That's a dark story. There's a fella who's been stuck in a room for two or three days with the body of his sister. His dead sister, because he can't leave the room. I don't quite understand that, because you said, well, of course he can leave, leave the room. You can use the rest of the house, right? I think we might have got... We must have got that story slightly... Um... Slightly wrong. What would a... What would a... Okay, let's find a 24-hour supermarket. In, like, Modena or somewhere. No, in Italy. In yeah. Italy. Yeah. Yeah, Italy. Yeah. Exactly. So let's find a 24-hour supermarket. Not Modena's in Italy. Uh, All right, mate. Okay, if, listen, I'm trying to do a serious bit of investigative journalism. If you're just going to wind me up... I had a pen friend there. I don't think she lives there anymore. I think she lives in Ireland. No. Okay, which is not in Italy. So... So it's plus three nine, Italy. So we go to let me what, name a town in Italy. Modena. Yeah, okay. But could you do a town in Italy now? Modena. Okay, Rome. Twenty four hour supermarket. While you're on, if it's appropriate, ask them if they still do bum crisps. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I will do. Definitely. <laughs> Definitely. Used to get a free Smurf sticker in those. We used to love them. There we go. So, 0039. That's the code for Italy. Italy. Italia. Italia. Mm -hmm. um, oh, it's in the wrong number. Um, bear with, bear with. There we go. Mm -mm. Uh, ha, ha, uh, 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 uh. Okay, okay. How do I say hello in Italian? Buonasera. 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 Um, do you speak English? Uh, so and so. Can I ask? My name is Ian Lee. I'm calling from Talk Radio in the UK. We're on the radio now. I just wondered how you were finding things now that everything is shut down. Okay. Are you finding things difficult? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, we have just heard that only food shops, supermarkets, are allowed to stay open. Are you yeah. worried yourself about coronavirus? Yeah. You're worried. And do you know anybody... This is the second award. Do you know anybody that has corona? 
I don't know. You don't know. Okay. Well, I wish you, this is great, I wish you the very best of luck. Thank you for your time. Grazie. 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 Ciao. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, um, Bella. What does that mean? Hello, beautiful woman. <laughs> I thought it meant goodbye, good, good. Oh, it's also goodbye. Yeah. Thank you. But Bella is a beautiful well, woman. I think we've really got an insight into what it's like living in Italy at the yeah. moment. I think we've got an insight. Confusing. Has That's Julia it. done that? As, as Mike, as Matthew, as James, no one has. We are unique. I would say, and with respect to you, if I may, may I be respectful to you? I wish you would. I'm more of an investigative journalist than you are, and I've not had any training. Amy, you probed him good there. He didn't speak English. I did the best I could. What would you, what'd you want me? Invent a time machine like they, Bill and Ted do and come back play guitars, but except I know Italian. What do you want? What happened to With Respect? I went out the window. Mm. My thought is that supermarket only gets 3.6 stars on Google. I've got one that's got four stars. Let's give them a go. Oh. Do you speak Italian? No, I speak Spanish. Okay, but it's similar. But when I'm drunk, I can speak Italian. <laughs> okay. What we got? What we got lying around? What we got lying around? I can around? understand it. I speak a, a little bit to get do by. Do you know how to say? All right, we're going to do this I know how to properly. say the bill, please. Okay, well that. I mean, well, they're gonna, not going to be showing UK gold, are they? And right. Che, um, dov, uh, Google Translate. Have we got any Italian? Dove il Duomo? Where uh, is the cathedral? Oh, jeez. Have we got any Italian? Dove speak? il telefono? Please now, please. Where is the telephone? It's not helping. Telefono Don't Quivicino is not even a word. It is Quivicino is in this Le area. Le parla inglese. Okay. Do we have any Italians listening? I don't care if you know how to say small dog. By the way, I'm being told uh, the coronavirus cannot be transmitted in swimming pools. But what about... But what if they're wiping snot along the sides when you're pulling yourself up? Exactly. Um, okay. Right. Okay. I, I, I'm actually, am I the only person here that is concerned about our Italian friends? I'm well, so, I'm so concerned. I think we should just leave them alone. Oh, you've got no instinct for good story. There we, we go. go. There we go. Le Scusi, scusi, scusi. Le per favore. I'm not going to swear at them. No. Scusi, scusi, le... Buonasera. Eh, scusi, le parla inglese, per favore? Eh, poco, caro. A little. I am calling from talk radio in the UK. We are in, on the radio. I wondered how you, sir, were feeling about coronavirus. Okay. He's not happy about it. Okay, though. yeah, well, I got that, I got that, I got the rage there. I got the rage there. Got the rage. Well, that's it. That was a little insight into what's going on. Won't be getting that anywhere elsewhere. I think you can see why. Oh, three, four, four, <laughs> four, nine, nine, one thousand. This is Talk Radio. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Right, so the coronavirus cannot be transmitted. In chlorine, so the pool safe surfaces. You go to that's it. This is the dressing rooms, isn't it? The, well, the and, cubicles and out the ladder. <clears throat> Sorry, 
when you're pulling yourself up out of the ladder, unless you're, you know, one of those fit types. I'll go to the shallow end and pull themselves up. I do actually use ladders. I'm not going to pretend. All right. I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, I'm not going to go swimming anyway. So, (laughs) really, what we're doing is looking for excuses to not take the kids swimming. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Roger. Roger says cracking investigative journalism. From Ian Lee tonight, and yeah. then he's added you in it just to um, just to rub your nose in my big steaming pile of justice. <laughs> my God, <laughs> isn't that justice stinks? Isn't it though? It does, doesn't it? When you're on the wrong side of uh, a yeah. justice heap. Yeah. <laughs> my cat's um, been going out in the garden, and she's trying to eat flowers and stuff now. That's wrong, isn't it? No, they eat that stuff. They yeah, eat that. that good for she, digestion. She's going to get the um, Tom Tits again, isn't she? I had sausages that went out of date on the 6th today, and today's the 11th, and I had them. And you had them as well. Yeah. I didn't tell you that. Those sausages we had today went out of date on the 6th. Yeah. They um, weren't fizzy, though, were they? They... Were they furry? I mean, the fur yeah. washes off. I had a, Just wipe it, just dab it with a J-cloth... And the fur with a, comes off. With a flash wipe. Yeah, and the fur comes off. <laughs> I thought they tasted lemony. I know, it's, uh, it was like seasoning, wasn't it? It was good, actually. I'm going to do that again. It's nice. I was a little bit sick when I got home. Were you? I was, I've got a runny b- bottom. Have you? Yeah. I feel awful. <laughs> but as we said at the time, as we chowed down... They were delicious sausages. It was totally worth it. They were delicious, delicious sausages. Have a look. This, this is, a, this is, a, this is the, the kind of thing that gets the kids hot on the phone. <laughs> Go to your fridges, go to your <laughs> cupboards. I've done this before. Go to your fridges, go to your cupboards and find... Let's let's play out-of-date bingo, right? Are you really a bit loose? Yeah, were you really a bit sick? Okay. Um, <laughs> what a pair of idiots. We're in charge of children. So the furthest we can go back so far is the 6th of March. So that's five days. Yeah. Can we go back any further? Go to your cupboards... Go to... <laughs> Can I get a show? This is Twitter, right? There'll be some jam in someone's fridge that's been in there This years. is Twitter. Mr Echo, these calls to Italy are superb. More, please. David Gale, please, no more phoning Italy right now. Embarrassing. So... <laughs> <laughs> oh, David, why are you embarrassed, David? Let's play out-of-date food bingo. <laughs> Can you... Have you got anything that is older than five... Days out of date. 0344 499 1000. Please. Alistair! Hi. Peace and love, peace and love. uh, Balsamic vinegar. I think that dates back to 2010. Flip it, eh? But that would mature. That's like wine, isn't it? That would mature. It's it's wine. I mean, you could probably slice it by now, can't you? It's sour wine. Anyway, so we're going to go. We're going to go. Um, 2010. All right. Suddenly we've gone back ten. We've gone back a decade. <laughs> Balsamic I don't vinegar. Use it, so you probably don't want to count it. I'm going to. I need to throw it down. I thought. You do really. You know you don't. You need to taste it. <laughs> you need to taste it. Um, anyway, um, congratulations, Ian. Last night I thought you were absolutely excellent with Mark. Thank so, you very much. Um. I mean, it's good, well, you know, it's good to hear that 
you know, we, we think he's okay yeah. and everything and yeah. uh, getting on. But I just want to talk about the BBC thing really quickly. That um, Oh, I've just seen, I'm, by the way, Mr Gale, I've just seen your Twitter feed. I won't be taking advice from you, sir. You, you, you carry on tweeting about migrant hordes, sir, and you leave our fun little radio show alone. Gosh, embarrassing. Good, yeah, that... That's it. No, please, no more tweets about migrant hordes. Embarrassing, David Gale. <laughs> <laughs> go on, go on, Alistair. We're told what to do by someone who tweets that crap. Jeez. Um, so I've got like, um, as you probably know, that I've got Amazon Prime and Netflix, and I even bought a movie f uh, on YouTube today. Um, but the thing is, they're all fine and dandy, but at the end of the day. Um, in terms of the variation of programming and the, all the radio stations, you know, the BBC is the best, and I would get rid of all the other subscription services yeah. for the BBC. The fact that I've got the subscription services means I can phone in those golden nugget recommendations. The, the, everyone and, uh, is being told to dislike the BBC. Now, there are some free thinkers out there still who dislike the BBC because they've come to their own conclusion. But most of the people who are saying they don't like the BBC are saying it because they have been repeatedly told that they don't like the BBC. By the way, BBC does loads wrong. There's loads. I'd, I'd get rid of EastEnders. I'd get rid of EastEnders. I don't think BBC should be doing populist soaps like that. Get rid of it. Save an absolute fortune. Loads, loads I'd do differently, but... It's, it's better than ITV, it's better than Channel 4, it's, be, it's better than everything. I uh, think they do the uh, best documentaries that, uh, you know, on, on the four main, five main channels. Um, <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm going to be sick. So, and Catherine, can I just ask you one quick question? She's married! <laughs> Go on. Does Ian talk to you in the same way when you're not on the radio? Catherine, you don't have to answer that <laughs> if you don't want. No, he's not quite so brave when there's no microphone Shut there. Shut your face. Goodbye, <laughs> Alistair. Goodbye, Alistair. Goodbye, Catherine. Yeah. Um, oh, Sarah. Oh, no. No, 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 no. Mil milk is... No, no, no. Made my other half a cuppa today and noticed the date on the milk was the 1st of March. It didn't curdle, but I didn't put it in mine once I noticed. <laughs> no, milk is something you've got no, to be very, worry. very precise with. One of the signs <coughs> I knew my mum's eyesight was going, which made me a cup of tea. Oh, oh just God. thinking about it. Go on. And as I finished it, something hit my lips. <laughs> and it was like this iceberg of, like, cheese that had been in the bottom of the... Oh. <laughs> She poured in like she poured in loads of off milk, and it was all in there. It was all floating around at the bottom, and I drank the whole thing. And then there, there it was. Your mum disgusts me. Makes me gip just thinking about it. Gip, gip. Um, oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. What you got, Boily? Oh. <laughs> Apart from vomit. <laughs> Izzy says she's got strong bread flour dated twenty fifteen. <laughs> On Monday. Okay. That's the thing about flour. You go through a phase of baking certain things and you stop doing yeah. it and then you've got loads in the... Yeah. Well, 2010 is balsamic vinegar from 2010 is the record so far. Can we beat that, please? 0344 
4991000. And Sarah, I'm actually going to have to report you to Twitter because that thing about that milk is disgusting. Mm. That is horrible. A bizarre six-foot-tall creature described as a human deer is roaming Grimsby. Oh, I've heard about this. <laughs> According to people who claim they've witnessed it. Is this the thing where it runs across the road and you can see its, its elbows? Uh, Seen this? I don't think I've got a picture. I saw a picture, uh, so I saw a picture of, um, like, this... It was supposed to be a deer running across the road, but it had elbows. Oh, my God. And it was running, obviously running... It was obviously a human running on its arms and uh! legs. Um, Lee Solway's host of the Realm of the Supernatural podcast, told the Daily Star Online there have been five or six sightings of the creature in the Lincolnshire region over the last 40 years. Yeah. Every witness describes it the same way. They claim... It's After how many years? 40 years. I don't believe it then. Well, they might be reproducing. No. What is it? Well, I don't, sorry, half no man, idea half deer. Half man, half deer. Amir. Or a Dan. Dan. <laughs> Dan. Dan! <laughs> a Mambi. It's like some of the people tweeting in tonight. Um, every witness describes it the same way. They claim it is half man, half deer, with antlers... Mostly walking on two legs. <gasps> Sounds like the Green Man. Has there ever been a fashion? We've had hats. We've had the shark's fin. We've had some crazy haircuts. Has there ever been a fashion for strapping antlers to your head? Yeah, little girls do it all the time. Well, kitty ears, antlers, Grown -ups. like but like and like wooden ones, like oh, real no. deer. So you get them off a deer, real wooden. Antlers Tricky to from drive, deer. isn't it? Tricky to drive when you're wearing those <clears> or going through any doors. You know this is a tall man. Imagine you wearing a pair of those. I'd look so... I would look great with some proper real wooden antlers on. From the... I'm not... Please don't go off and, and saw off a, a deer's... We need to take this to the dragons. Yeah. I'd be up for that. Or tusks coming out of my arse. Oh, my God. I've seen tails. I've seen people wearing tails. Oh, yeah, but that goes up the... No, 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 no. Not that kind. The fox... You, like on a belt. Who was that German woman that ran like a horse? Do you remember that? Yeah. Google, I'm not... Uh, That's Google incredible, it. wasn't it? German woman she running like a horse. She go quite fast and do jumps. It was remarkable. <laughs> she would just gallop along <laughs> the street. It's not right, though, is it? It's against nature. It was very, very weird. German woman running along like a horse. Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, God. Cara, are you... I'm first message saying I can't get you through on the phone. It's saying it's busy. Are you dialing the right number? I'm, let me just dial... Oh, God, anyway. this place. No, hang, well, hang on. No, we've got to test the phones now. What? Oh, I'm sorry. I just want the show to work. I'm sorry, Catherine. Catherine Boyle. Why am I... I'm blocking my number. I don't need to. 0344 Here we go. Radio. Calls are charged at your provider's national radio. This goes through, Cara. We'll You're in huge trouble. Thank you for holding. Cara, you're in trouble. Full of it. Absolutely full of it. You're dialing the wrong number. Thank you. Anyway, so this thing, uh, they claim it's half man, half Sorry, deer. Sorry, I've got no idea what we're talking about. In Grimsby, they've got a half man, half deer thing going as up around. Say, as you say. It reported. We'll find out about uh, it after this. Ow! Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Hi, Ian and Cat, says Sophie. I used to go out with someone in the eighties, and his family were very bohemian swingers. And his mum would cook really bad vegan food for me. 
I was given tinned marrow fat peas that were radioactive lime green, and the expiry date was June 1974. Oh my God. And it was 1990. <laughs> Put me on the bog for three days. <laughs> Flipping heck. She didn't like you. Flipping heck, man. <laughs> That's terrible. Anyway, they claim it's half man, half deer. Okay. With antlers. A mamby, I would call this. I would call this mamby. Like man bambi. Mamby. There we go. Cara's got two! She was dialing the wrong number! You absolute melt. It reportedly. Mamby. Tell us the mamby story. I already said that. It reports Do you remember the song? Mm-hmm. Frankie. Yeah. I would Sister sing. Sledge. I, would, I bought that and I was too embarrassed to tell my family me? I bought it. Oh, I had that. I had the tape. I, I would now sing it as Mambi. Why? Because that's what people do, isn't it? People. Please tell this story. It reportedly has brown fur, a mane, is the same height as a tall human man, and most disturbingly of all, has glowing red eyes. <laughs> Solway says it sounds like a puka. <laughs> a feature, a figure in Celtic folklore that can change its shape. Well, it's, everything could sound like one of them then if it's a shape changer. Welsh mythology features a similar creature called a puka. <laughs> and in Cornish mythology, it's called the buka. The pook are said to be fairies living near ancient stones in the Channel Islands. Solway says the creature was once sighted by a schoolboy bunking off for the day. Oh, right, yeah. He saw a creature step out of the cornfield, looked at him and then bolted, bounding like a kangaroo. So it was a kangaroo. Despite being a native Grimbarian, Solway hasn't spotted the pooka himself but believes there's definitely something going on in the area. A keen Bigfoot experience, his first, oh sorry, expert, his first experience with the paranormal came as a child when he encountered what he believes was a fairy posing as a little boy in the cupboard under the stairs of his family home. Just going to say, I think we've got a new leader. It's um, S.C. Kelfie. It, um, it's a tin of... Prince's stewed steak with gravy. Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You say your dad left it to you in 1999. The best before end... It looks old, but the best before end date is December 2001. So I can only put that down as 2001. I can only put that down as... It's almost 2002. So December 2001 is the best so far, and it's Prince's stewed steak with gravy. Back to the Mambi. He's also seen a shadow man when he was babysitting, which he says tried to push his friend down the stairs. The end. Okay. Let's go to... Thank you for that. It uh, filled some time. Whatever. Let's go to Cara. (laughs) Whoops. I'm so sorry. Would you like to apologise to me, please? Yes, I would. To you and Catherine. Here's the thing. Here's what got me blocked by Piers Morgan, is when I replied to him, an apology usually has the word sorry in it. Oh, I'm sorry. Thank you. I'm very sorry. I am very sorry. Uh, would you like to apologise to the listeners? I just did. I'm sorry. And to Alex. Sorry, Alex. What did you... What were you doing? Were you dialing the wrong number? Oh, wait. Oh, you're like... Remember Cleo? Cleo uh, kept starting all these false alarms and proper investigations. He was dialing the old number. (laughs) 
Well, because it comes up talk radio as well. I didn't even realise until you said it on air. So oh, you absolute I'm, I'm, prune cut. Anyway, I'm so glad that you're here now because this is going to be gold. I'm sorry, Don. Yeah, I hope you can hear me okay because I've had to come up to my car. Pardon? Oh, don't. <laughs> <laughs> it's freezing out here as well. But um, I didn't want my youngest daughter to be earwigging. Go on, what's happening? Um, it was just about the lovely Sonia's... Um, um, all I can hear is my own voice, by the way. It's horrible. Hang on, if I put my headphones on, does that, does that make it any better? Hello? No. Okay. That's fine, don't worry. Um, no, oh, um Yeah, <laughs> oh, no, don't, because I'm a bit, like, all over the place. Um, yeah, the lovely Sonia, um, her call was... Well, basically, I'm just going to come out with it. My My daughter has tried to kill herself. Just ah, before Christmas. Yeah. Um, the older daughter. Um, the younger one obviously knows about it, but I, I didn't want to talk about it when she can hear me. Um, she's 15. The, the oldest is 19. Yeah. Um, she started self-harming when she started junior school, so like 11, 12. And I didn't pick up on it, which I'll never forgive myself for because I got the lies oh I fell in a bush oh I picked up a cat and it scratched me and I was like oh silly girl you know put some germaline on it took me months to realise what was going on um, she's now 19 and it's just got worse and worse and she's covered in head to toe mm. in scars um, and it's worse now because she's, she's moved out um, and I got a call about November October November time She'd taken a massive overdose. Um, but the thing is, because she's an adult, they won't tell me anything. No. It was her boyfriend that called, so I went rushing up to the hospital. Wasn't even allowed to see her in, yeah. because she's an adult, and she didn't, she didn't want her mum in there. Yeah. Um, I don't know what's happening with her now. She won't talk to me. Why, won't she, why won't she talk to you? Is there, is there some beef? Is there some no, beef no, 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 no. We are so close, and I think it's because she just doesn't want to upset me. Yeah, I get that. Um, if I see her arms, she'll quickly like pull her sleeves down. And I, I, I try so... Like, she came over last night, um, and she gave me a hug, and, and I saw her arms, and it's so hard, Ian, not to just say, oh, darling, they're awful. And I just... I, I feel a bit lost, and I kind of wanted to ask, Catherine, I hope this doesn't offend you, Ian. Of course it doesn't offend um, offend me. How did Catherine go about, like, um, the the impact, everything that went on with yourself? Mm. How how did she deal with that, you know? Did she have people Mm. around her to talk to? Not many, but I had one person who um, gave me some guidance about protecting myself. Okay. Because here's the thing, if you go under... Every, mm. every, every, all is lost exactly I, but also it's about recognising the fact that you are not causing what's happening um, you can't control it and you can't live your life you know um, be, the, the trouble I have is well the, the balancing act is being concerned but not being so concerned that you're living in a state of panic because that's no good yeah. for you right and, and, and you can't sustain that that's no, that's no good but this yes. advice I was given, mm-hmm. um, which I've said to you before, mm-hmm. you don't mind me saying this no, to you. No, 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 no. Was, nice, uh, w- no, was, was um, 
do everything you can. This is, this, just for those who don't know, this is when I relapsed on hard drugs and Kath's my best mate and was trying to help me. This is what we are yeah. referring to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry, no, 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 go on. And, and do everything you can so that you will know you've done all you can if yeah. you survive that person. Yeah. Which is a really horrible thing to hear, but yeah. makes sense because, you know, you've got another daughter, you've got yeah. life, and also I, I understand a little bit of, of what you're going through in that you spend, mm. from the moment you wake up, maybe you get two minutes when you're not worried, but from the moment you wake up to the moment when you go to bed, you're worried. It's that sick feeling yeah. in your stomach. You know, yeah. I mean, all I can think of, Catherine, is that, you know, when they're little and they get a little scrape on their knee and you're like, oh, you know, let's put some cream on it, cuddle, yeah. kiss, you know, and, and, and you can't. You want to fix it. You can't fix it. And no. it did take me a long time to stop blaming myself. You know, is it something I did? I bought them both up on my own. Is it something I didn't do, something I did do? But then I accepted that, you, no, I am. I have a bloody good mother. Yeah. I've tried so hard despite all my own struggles. And it sounds like you're doing the right thing in that you want her to know that you're there and you're waiting for her yeah. to come back. But you can't force her. No. And but it's just so hard because she just, she shuts me out. And you'd never know. I mean, I'm sort of one of these people, I, I get through with humour. Yeah. And, and everyone's always, oh, you're so happy. How are you so bubbly with everything? I'm not. Yeah. And I'm struggling, and I, I just don't know who to turn to. The mental health team are like, well, we can't talk to you about anything to do with your daughter. Hmm. I, I, I completely understand that. But how can I help when I don't know what's going on? I think the first thing you need to do is make sure that you're shored up, that you are getting, you've got someone to talk to. I don't. This is it. Let me think. What can I suggest? <laughs> hmm. There must be. Sorry, I know this is a bit crappy and a bit. No, it's not at all because it's like when Sonia mentioned it, bless her heart, and and Ian said, "How does that feel as a mother?" Yeah, and I thought it's it's literally the worst feeling in the world. It's helplessness. You can't do anything. I get it. What about so she's she's not a she's not a child, is she? But she's nineteen. Um, She's my baby cat. I'm wondering if it's maybe there's a, there's a number here for the Young Minds Parents Helpline, right? Because it's more for the you know it, there's helplines there for people who are going through it directly. Yeah. But you know you want to know how you can support her, but also not you know not go under yourself. Yeah, see, I can't crumble. I could never cry. I mean, even when she took the overdose, I, I couldn't. What what can I do? I can't cry. I can't get upset because then she'd feel guilty. Here's something. Here's something. National Self Harm Network online support forum. I did do a course, Kath. Um, I think it was Flash. I did a six-week course. Um, that's when she was still living at home. Right. And it was on a Saturday. And all I could think is she's at home on her own. Yeah. And it, and it was. I mean, I know now she's she's got a very supportive partner, and he really looks out for her. Yeah. But. The only contact I have with her really is just checking her status on Facebook, and they're awful. I've had to unfollow my own daughter because I can't. Because it's read. too, it's, yeah, it's too upsetting. Mm. Have a look at. Um, have you got a pen? I haven't because I'm sitting in the car. All right. Well, if you Google, um, yeah, there's this thing called the National Self Harm Network, and there is an online right. forum, and it's not just for people who are doing it; it's for families as well. Oh, really? That's you. You know, if you can talk to someone who right gets it. Yeah. Um, 
that might be helpful. Um, Thank you. Maybe someone's listening who knows better than we do on mm. this one because... I'm sure, um, there's so many people going through it, but it's so hard to talk because it's not about me. And, and I feel yeah. guilty saying, look, can someone help but, me? But it is allowed to be a bit about you because you need support as well. And for my other child, she's 15, you know, yeah. nearly 16, and, and it's so hard. I, yeah. just, I don't get it, Mum. How do I, darling? Um, well, hold on to this thing that you, you can't, you didn't cause it. No. You can't cure it, and you can't control it. All you can right. do is, you know, be there and let her know that you're ready, and that you're ready to hear her out. They're so amazing, cows. They're so beautiful. I'm oh, sorry. No, don't ever apologise. So Do you know what? I'm really um, honoured that you felt able to trust us with this. It's a, it's I a, don't talk to anyone. This is the first time, like, since I say, like, since she was I, 11, I've never spoken. I, I can be a bit like that. I'm usually the fixer. Yeah. I'm usually the fixer. And yeah, it wasn't until... laugh through life. Yeah, and then it's not until someone asks how you are that you go, oh, I don't, oh. Think, I'm, I don't think I'm right. Luckily, no one does. No, they don't, do they? Because they always think you're managing. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. You can call us whenever you want, you know that, don't you? Thank you. And uh, I'm so proud of you and Ian. And Ian, you, you're just doing so well. You are amazing. Thank you, mate. Do you oh, to your 15-year-old as well? Yeah, I try. I try and protect her from it. She's doing a mock exam, well, you no, know. And but, she uh, know. She'll know something's going on, though. Oh, she does. I she would, sees everything she puts on Facebook as well. And I'm like, just don't look, darling. I would, uh, I would, I would talk to her. I would I would yeah. suggest talking to her because if you don't, there is a chance that at some point she might resent you. Yeah. Even though all you're doing is trying to protect her, she might resent you for not telling her stuff. And yeah, um, no, you're fifteen right. is um fifteen is still a baby, but they've also got yeah. their head screwed on and I just think obviously you don't have to go into the full graphic detail. But if if you and, and and try not to um put any of your worry that you've got onto your fifteen year old. Yeah. But in a matter of fact way, say look, you've probably noticed some stuff is going on. This mm. is what's going on and, and this you know you know, I just yeah. I would share with your fifteen year old. Yeah, she is aware, but you know, okay, it's something good. that we haven't actually had a full on uh, no, you're right. I think uh, I'll let this this week is exam week. Yeah. So we'll wait to the weekend and I think we'll have a little girly night, me and her. I That's think a good she shout. would appreciate That's that and I think hard. that would be very helpful in yeah. for both perhaps of us. stopping for both of you, but for mm. perhaps stopping it repeating itself with her. Yeah, this is the thing, isn't it? They're so lucky to have you, Cara. And also, Thank just very you. quickly, do the two girls get on? Yeah, God. Well, then you okay. never know. You never know what you know. What conversation? If you talk, if you're talking with her, not to pass on messages, but if the 15 yeah. year old has some awareness of it, you never know what conversation she might have with her older sister. That's that might true. there's going to be no immediate fix to it. No. But little seeds need to be planted, and at some point, hopefully, those seeds will grow. No, oh, you're right. You're Thanks. a good egg, Cara. Right. You got this. Thank you. I love you guys. Thank mm. you, mate. Take care. Thanks for finding. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. 0344 This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Let's go to David in uh, Toronto, Canada, eh? <laughs> Hello, Ian. Hello, Cap. Hey, David. Good how you doing? You are right? What you got for us? I'm doing very well. Hey, well, the reason I gave you a call was um, a little throwaway thing that you and Kath had in the conversation ages ago, and it's always stuck with me. Uh-oh. You had this little argument about which song was the best version. 
And it was the boat that I rode. Now, yeah. you said you preferred Neil Diamond. And Correct. And I said she preferred Lulu. Yes. And I was on Spotify listening to both versions, one after the other. Who's, trying please, to decide which was the best. Which version. one is the and best? Thought, please let it be me. But I just sort of thought, that would be actually kind of an interesting game, because there's loads of versions of songs, mm. isn't there? A bit like the, the thing, you know, when people sending their music and people calling up and saying, which, you know, which is good and which is bad. Yes, thank you. I wonder if there's a kind of a game there. Oh. I read recently that, you know, the song Louie Louie has more than, like, 2,000 versions. Oh, Louie Louie. And none of the lyrics are the same, because no one knows what the words are. Yes, apparently they're just slurred, and they were originally banned, weren't they? Cause they thought they the were FBI banned. investigated it, because they thought it was um, in encouraging... It's about, I mean, it's about... All, all rock and roll songs are about sex. Um, uh, but uh, the, the FBI investigated it, because they thought it was, like, subversive and was... I don't well, know. Awakening sleepers and Something stuff. like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but I really like that little sort of twist that you had. And, I, and it made me actually listen, because I love this. One of the things I love about your show is that I listen to music that I wouldn't listen to. Yep. And then they stick it to my head. And I was just listening to that for like weeks, just thinking, I don't know which one is the best. Okay, well, well like okay. Okay, well, I like the sound of this little game that you've come up with. But before we play it, I have to ask you a question. Okay. Which is the best version of the boat that I row? Is it Lulu? Or is it Neil Diamond? I think it's Neil Diamond. Is let's, it? Let's wait, 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 let's wait, wait. Play the game. Is it because Neil Diamond is cooler than Lulu, and you feel sheepish about saying? No, him? not at all. I really like I, uh, uh, the reason that prompted the call actually was you, Cap, because it was your uh, vigor <laughs> in how you defended Lulu. I think it's belting. I kind of, I, I kinda, and I kind of, and I listened to, I listened to it a lot. Yeah. Even drunk, walking up the road in Toronto wow. High Street, and my friends in England. <laughs> Starting to worry about David. what I was actually doing. Um, um, okay, so Neil Diamond, Neil Diamond is the best. I think was the one that let's play the game. Did. All right, then give us a song. Oh, let's do Louie Louie. Okay, so I guess we have to go Kingsman's version. Yeah. Because that was kind of the first. Okay, so. This is like the radio equivalent of is the dress uh, blue and gold or okay. black and navy or whatever. So, this is the famous one. I don't think it was the first, but this was the big one. If the singer doesn't know the words. I think recorded in one take as well, I think. This song, this is a song for shagging. This, this is a, this is, this is not so much now, but this is a 60s, te horny teenagers in the back of the car, experimenting I was, sexually song. I was thinking this is every school band's first yeah. try. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, so that's, the, that's, so we've got, we've got that. Um, yeah. Now we need to find a cover version. I know the Beach Boys did a version of it that's awful. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Let's, um... There's loads, isn't there? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. All right, here we go. Here we go. And now, the news. Oh, I got a minute. Is this Kiss? No. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome to the stage, the one, the only, Mr. Iggy Pop. <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> then we have this. Hello, hello, hey. Here we go. Then we have this. Yeah. Oh, this is good. Oh, this is um, American Marching Band. Hello, 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 
She's ready. This is the one. All right, well, this might be good. Hang on. David, every other list was going, Jesus, David, why did you have to phone? He's going to play Louie Louie for the next hour now. <laughs> oh, now. Yes. Hang on. Lock. Motorhead. Oh, I like this, yeah, yeah, this is a good one. <laughs> it's well, I mean, I would go for the Toots and the Maytals. I like um, Otis. Uh, where would you uh, go, David? I like Motorhead. Oh, blimey. Motorhead. I'm, I'm obsessed now. Oh. This is like the Beach Boys version. David, you've brought us to a, um, a, a crash. We can't go any further. An impasse. <laughs> uh, well, so, you know what? You know, it needs work. It needs pedagogy. It could be a different song. I'm sure, you know. Hey, what's going on? I've not... We've heard about America, and we've heard about Italy, and we've heard about Europe. I don't know what's happening in Canada with the old CV virus. You've got more wide open spaces. Surely you're all fine. Um, pretty much. But, but oh. Canadians never shout very much about anything. I know, um, I'm in Ontario, I think uh, we have about, uh, up to like about 35 cases at the moment, and Ontario's mm. huge, I think you can fit the UK about eight times in Ontario. Um, and um, I think it's about the same in uh, BC, in British Columbia, yeah. and Quebec is now uh, getting a few as well. So, um, there's not like a massive fuss about it uh, at the moment, people are kind of aware um, Canadians are generally quite clean anyway. You know, they don't like touching, they never like touching toilet doors, uh, handles or anything like that. Mm. Um, and um, I was at, you know, work today and people were elbowing, greeting each other. Yeah. So well. People sort of shaking hands, so you're touching elbows. Um, I see a, a tweet from um, Connie Walker who, have you heard the Finding Cleo podcast? It's incredible. It's about, it's about a First Nation uh, girl who went missing years ago and they try and find her and uh, it kind of touches oh. on the sort of um, rehoming of kids that went on wholesale you know where they just split up first nation families and uh, cast whole families to the winds basically they never saw each other again some of them but um, it's, it's incredible have a have a look at that it's hang so on, good hang on we've got um, but, that's so very familiar actually go on. And, but um, this uh, guy who is the Matawa First Nation CEO who attended Toronto conference um, is saying that it could be devastating for First Nation families. They're worried about that in Canada. Um, yes, well, they are, you know, wrongly sort of considered, uh, you know, a problem. It's a, it's a very interesting um, relationship. Yeah, and they have a lot of, sort of very elderly people. 
Um, yeah. David, I think you've actually caused more consternation with this bloody game than you were aiming to, so I'm going to have to ban you forever. Uh, in, what, in what respect? What's happening? Well, I've just got people on Twitter going, stop playing Louie Louie. Thank God the news is coming up. It means he'll stop playing Louie Louie. Oh, does it? Luke, <laughs> well, Luke Haynes is <laughs> tweeting me, here's the best version of Louie Louie, got to play it all. So, we got Louie Louie crazy. Well, you know what? I do like to plant a seed. <laughs> <laughs> I do, you know, I'd like to see it germinate. Well, they, I, love, I love the clunky gear change. We're gonna, we're gonna, we'll come back. When, when, we're gonna play the version that Luke is sending me. David, nice to talk to you, my friend. Thank you, thank you, thank you, um, and thank you for for being correct. The Neil Diamond version of the boat that I row is the one. Oh three four 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 nine nine. 1,000. I think Luke's been drinking. He's just tweeted, here you go, Ian, the best Louis Louis got to play it all, but he hasn't... Excuse me? He hasn't included it. Or maybe that's what he's saying. <laughs> the best one is silence. <laughs> silence. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. I'm reminded by this. So, I was reading Record Collector magazine, which I love. I love that mag, right? And, um, uh, reading the ads for concerts. By the way, doesn't um, Bob Geldof look handsome in that picture? He's a handsome man. He's a really handsome man. I bought into the narrative that he was not... He's a really handsome man. Never forget, we're filming the Christmas episode of the 11 o'clock show. We've been doing a lot of jokes. It's before Paula Yates had died, but we're doing a lot of jokes about her and Michael Hutchins. And we were filming, before both of them had died. Yeah. And we were filming in Oxford Street, and I saw Bob Geldof sort of walk past me, and I thought, oh, God, he's going to have a go at me. And all he did was wink at me, and he said, love the show, keep on doing what you're doing. I thought, ooh. He was, he was giving me tacit approval to ki carry on. So, there's this ad for a 60s gold. I like 60s. I like these old tours, these old package tours. So, we've got the Tremolos. Herman's Hermits, no Peter Noon. No. The Mersey Beats. The Marmalade. Barry Ryan. I'm not sure who Barry Ryan is. Steve Ellis from The Love Affair. Great. Jerry's Pacemakers. Dave Berry, but above Jerry's pacemakers and Dave Berry are Mamas and Papas UK. Oh. Mamas and Papas UK? What the hell? And I've been trying to... And imagine being Jerry's pacemakers or Dave Berry, actual Dave Berry, who had actual hits. Not, not a massive player when it comes to, you know, 60s music, but he had actual hits. Wasn't Dave Berry in Are You Being Served as well? I'm not sure. I think he might have been in that. And um, you above you are Mamas and Papas UK. Now, if you go to the website that's selling the tickets for this, this 60s gold tour... Scroll down past Herman's Hermits, past Marmalade, past Steve Ellis. Go down to Dave Berry. Um, oh, no, where is it? It's not there. It's not on this one. On one of them, it said, The Mamas and the Papas, famous for their vocal um, blend on such hits as California Dreamin' and Monday. I think, well, no. Asterisk will not be here, but you can who, listen to these guys who instead. Are mamas and, I mean, is it a covers band? Which is great. It won't be Michelle Phillips, the only survivor, or Jill Gibson, the only two surviving members of the Mamas and the Papas, because they ain't got nothing to do with it anymore. And the picture's not big enough. And I have not been able to, I've Googled it a bit. Go I've on. Got, what you... I Googled Mamas and Papas of UK, and I got um, that posh pram shop. Yeah, the posh. I mean, it could be that. That's a weird... <laughs> Hang on. Interlude. We'll investigate more. We'll play the best version of Louie Louie. Um, oh, here we go. Oh, my God. It's from a, from a bootleg. 
Luke Haynes, from a bootleg, are you sure this is Talk Radio? Talk Radio, across the UK, late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Guys deleted. I'm just looking at um, the coconut cabbie. He seems to have deleted nearly all of his tweets. Oh. All of his tweets to me. That's a shame. That's a real shame. That's a real shame. Stand by your tweets. Oh, my voice went there. Yeah. Here's here's a little tip. Yeah. Don't fire tweets off in anger while you're driving. Here's also a little tweet. Don't send us Iggy Pop bootlegs to play. That was awful. And a list of my God. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. I have come to a very. We mentioned this briefly the other day, but I have come to an important part. By the way, if, if anybody has any information on the Mamas and Papas UK, please. Imagine being Jerry's pacemaker. So you're not the Jerry Marsden. I don't think you're the original pacemakers either. I think you're. We went and I took my mum to see Jerry in the pacemakers. Um, Oh, I remember. About five years ago yeah. at the Windsor Theatre. And it wasn't the original Pacemakers. It was the original Jerry Marsden. It wasn't the original Pacemakers. And um, I kind of lost interest when he started playing Wind Beneath My Wings by Bette Midler. And, and then he was a little bit homophobic. Oh, he was homophobic and racist in one story, talking about Little Richard. Oh, my. He did a... I'm going to do it. Hey, so, you know, uh, met little Richard. Oh, my God. I met little Richard. 
and uh, you know he's a bit oh you know he's oh, a little bit the, oh you know he anyway he's a little bit oh and uh, he says you know boys oh my god <laughs> <laughs> You know, boys, it is a black man's voice. It sounded Welsh there. What, what, it sounded what, like what, Tom Jones. Yeah, exactly. You know, boys. Yeah. You love it, boy. He did what, and he said, and he said something about doing a, quote, a black man's voice. And I just thought, oh my God. Then he did Wind Beneath My Wings. Did you ever know? And you can think, dude, come on, man. You were like, big band in the 60s, right? You had, you had a handful of hits. You had a, a smattering of good albums. Were you really sick? Yeah. Have you really got Ronnie Bum? What have we done? That's some really nice sausages. It was totally worth it. Um, you had you had a handful of hits. I was so sick. Oh, and Luke Keynes has just blocked me. Okay. <laughs> For having taste. <laughs> um, <laughs> the disappointment is Luke, real. Luke, when are you coming back on? We don't know if we're going to be here in June, after June. And that's not me being... Um, you know, it's not me being dramatic. You know, you would have thought the, 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 the double award winner. <laughs> um, they might have said, "Yeah, we're going to renew your contract." Or no, we're not going to. They've not said anything. We don't know if the station's going to be here after June. So, I don't know any any other radio stations <laughs> listening. Am I allowed to do that? No, on no. <laughs> okay, right, fine. Um, but come in, come in, look, come in, come in, come in, come in. Um, what were we talking about, Louis Louis? Well, we were, we were playing different versions of Louis Louis. We've redone that already. You started on something else. You come to a decision. Oh yeah, um, I'm not going to lose weight. I'm, I'm overweight, and people go, "Oh yeah, you look hot." I do look hot. Um, and you're not overweight. I am overweight, and I'm wearing these trousers, and they're very tight. Thirty-four, very tight. I used to fit into a thirty-four so easily. And we mentioned this the other day, and I've really been thinking about it, and it's the total thing. To, I've been really, I've been trying to lose weight for about four years. Three years, three years. And I can't, because I quite like food, I don't like exercise. And I've gone down from, I don't know, I don't weigh myself anymore. I'm not as big as I was. When we went to New York, that was probably my biggest when we went to New York. And uh, so I'm, I'm not as big as that. And I'm nearly 50. And unless I put in some major lifestyle changes, I'm not going to get back to what I was five, six years ago. So I'm going to buy bigger clothes. I'm going to buy bigger clothes. I'm going to accept the size that I am. It's not, it's not huge, right? It's not huge. But I'm going to accept the size I am, and I'm going to buy 36-inch trues. You don't even need to think of them as bigger clothes. Buy clothes that fit. That's it. That's it. I'm, I'm nearly Because a tight waistband is just a continual guilt girdle, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I've come to that conclusion too. I think there's something to be said for, I think working these hours is messing with our metabolism. I don't eat a great deal, but I put weight on. I, don't, I can't seem to shift it. Um, and this is not to say I'm going to go crazy with my food. Mm -hmm. I'm going to enjoy my food, but I'm going to cut back on the Mackey D's. I'm going to cut, I cut, I did stop the lattes for a long time. I've just gone back on them in the last week. Stop the lattes, cut back on the Mackey D's. Um, and I'm going to, once it gets a bit warmer, I'm going to walk more up uh, Coombe Hill. It's a great place to go walking up there. So I'm going gonna, to gonna do that. But, and if I lose a bit of weight, that's great. But if I don't lose a bit of weight, I'm going to have trousers that fit. Yeah, and they'll look better. And that's, um, 
and I'm having a big clear out of my wardrobe, because I live on my own, I've got, I've got a big wardrobe full of clothes, and I've got some other clothes in another wardrobe, and I've got a chest of drawers. So I've got a couple of suits where the trousers are never going to fit me again. So I get rid of the trousers, keep the jackets if they fix, they're nice jackets. Get rid of the, I'm, I'm having a big clear out of clothes. Um, and uh, I've already got one, ba- first, first whip through one black bag of clothes. I want to get, if I can fill two more black bags, then I'll treat myself to some new shirts and trousers. Although I found, I found two pairs of trousers I'd forgotten all about the other day. Brown, a brown pair of cords mm-hmm. and just some nice brown, what I believe they call them cargo pants. Do they call them cargo pants? They've got loads of pockets. No. Right, so. Pants, trousers. Is it more of a. Um, it's a trouser. Like a. Like no, a, don't say chino. No, they're going to say, um, what do they call them in America? Khakis. Oh, no, well, this is, you know what happened to me the other day? Um, you know when I lost the, uh, I couldn't get, get into my car because I'd lost the keys? Yes. Um, and do you know how I got in there? I rubbed my trousers on the lock and it opened the car. What? I was wearing my khaki trousers. Oh! oh yes, She didn't. Yo, she did! She did! <laughs> With pleasure. I'm just a joker here to make you laugh. Ignore my tears in the dark. I'm a happy man. A song and dance to make you smile. But as I walk home alone on the lonely mile, I cry, cry, cry. Please ignore my tears, my dears. My jokes are what I offer. Please don't tell anyone I know. I'm a lonely bugger. I go home. I have my beans, my toast, it keeps me warm. I sleep alone, I bathe alone, I play with my bits alone. But on the stage I will make you laugh, I put the sadness in the dark. My misery, my loss, all those bad things, I'll put to one side. I'm a puppet with strings, I entertain you. My favourite line in that. I have my beans. I'm going to surprise you. Was that an original hit? I made, was making that up on the spot. I'm astonished. On the spot. You've got to write some of this down. On the spot. Well, I know Luke's listening, and I, he's always coming up with these weird albums that no one I buys. I he's not listening anymore. No, he's, he is, if he's got any sense, oh, God. if he's got any sense, oh, oh, he will have taped that and will be now adding a, um, strings to it. I have my beans. On his Moog. <laughs> um, my son, my eldest son today... My, don't cry. My, ah, I just 
she thinking of your paint? <laughs> my eldest son. Oh, oh that hurts. <laughs> my eld. <laughs> my eldest son today said, "Daddy, you're so good at making up songs." And I said, "Yes, I am." Oh. Except I didn't say it. I sang it like this. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Okay, you're just taking the piss. This is Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. She's still laughing. <laughs> beans. <laughs> She's been laughing all the way through that break. It's just the beans bit. I mean, the bathing alone. I mean, yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, here we dear. go. Beans. Here we go. Beans. Listen, and, and here it comes. Harvey says, here comes the, here comes the, the judges' votes. <laughs> Thanks for waking my cat up. She'll be out till 2am now. That's your problem, Harvey. <laughs> JJ, I seriously just started Googling the lyrics of that song because I thought it was from a musical or something. Simultaneously disappointed and amazed. <laughs> Simsy, please can I have the lyrics to that song? Made me feel quite different. Okay. <laughs> Mr. MWB, I actually thought that was a real song from a musical. <laughs> what kind of musical? The fact you made it up on the spot is impressive. Oh, yes. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Dear me. Um, uh, Luke Haynes has said he's never listened to the show again. That's your loss, Luke, mate. That's your loss. You'll listen. Nick says, I really hope someone has recorded the first performance of Ian's new song, I Have My Beans. That's, um... <laughs> Don't keep talking about the beans. <laughs> I'm going to try and sell that to mamas, the Mamas and Papas UK. Because there was a Mamas and Papas in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. How many original members in the original Mamas and the Papas 80s? One. Try again. Two. Correct. We, who were they? The fellas. Yeah, Denny Doherty and John Phillips. Yeah. Both and then boozers. there was Mackenzie, right? Mackenzie Phillips, who alleges in her autobiography that John Phillips, her father, was uh, raping her. Yeah. Um... And then there was the the, the they had a, a, a larger set woman who used to be in Spanky and Our Gang. There was a group in America called Spanky and Our Gang. Can't remember the name of the singer. Anyway, Denny Doherty dropped out, and who was he replaced by? Um... By the way, by the way, every other radio station is talking about the budget. I'm quizzing Catherine <laughs> on the eighties and nineties reunions of the Mamas and the Papas. <laughs> That would play the cabaret circuit. Um, was it Joe Longthorn? If you're going to San Francisco, whatever his name was, Mackenzie Stuart, Scott Mackenzie. Oh right, replaced by Scott Mackenzie. Right. Um, and if he, if you really want to know what it's like to exist in hell, watch Google. Videos, Google, well, YouTube, you don't need to type in the word videos when you YouTube because it's assumed that's what you're looking for. Mamas and puppies, puppers, mamas and puppies, oh, oh, mamas and puppers, 80s, 90s. Gosh. There's a clip, I'm going to find it now. There's a clip, stay there, Bobby, within a second, of them on a TV show and they bound out onto the stage and Mackenzie Phillips is like, Okay, guys, let's hear you. Yeah, all oh, the leaves are brown. <laughs> it's not that kind of song, is it? Uh, let's go. So we're going to go. Mamas, papas, 
Right, can people stop trolling me with pictures of and gifs of beans? Thank you. <laughs> it's Ian that has his beans. Um, I was quite sick on beans earlier. Okay. Uh, oh, they're called the New Mamas and the Poppers. Spanky McFarlane. Okay. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Is this it? Here we go. Here we go. Ladies and gentlemen, you please welcome the Mamas and the Poppers. Oh, it's the Louis Louis still going on. <laughs> Flipping heck, man. Flipping heck. Oh, that might be the actual Mamas and the Poppers. That is the actual Mamas. Mamas and the Poppers. Let's go for the 90s. 90s reunion. Here we go. Um, um, I can't find... Here we go, here we go, here we go. Get ready. ...and Plateau-Schuhe. And dazu, the sound of Flower Power, West Coast feeling. And here come they, the Flower People, the symbol of hippie-Zeit, in a ganz anderen Welt. The Mamas and the Papas. The Mutter and the Vater. Oh, hang on. Oh, this is weird. This is the new Mamas and the Papas in 1993, miming to the old Mamas and the Papas. Oh dear. This is the weirdest thing I've ever seen in my life. Okay, let's. Um, why can't I find the clip? I bet it's been taken off because people found it too offensive, um, and so they removed it. Um, here we go. Let's try this. Just try this. While I'm far away from you, my baby. Stay away. Let's go to Bobby. Hello, Kath. Hey, Ian. Hey, Bobby. So I, I um, normally sort of fall asleep listening to your radio station. Mm. And I got woken up by listening to you sing about beans on toast, touching yourself. <laughs> yep. I have my beans. <laughs> good, it's a good song, isn't it? <laughs> it was fantastic. Thank you, Bobby. You're someone who, who respects good music and art. Um, I just wondered what was going on. <laughs> so was I. I was wondering. <laughs> It's a song that says, yes, I'm a clown and I will make you laugh, but behind this smile is a veil of tears. Oh, my God. And, and bean juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Oh, I get it. Sorry, Bobby's called in to laugh as well. Why don't you... Laugh it up, fuzzballs, because um, when I'm on Broadway... You can, you can, do you know what you can do, Bobby and Catherine? You can kiss, as my, the Americans say, you can kiss my ass. <laughs> I wouldn't want it if you've been eating beans. You talk to her. I don't think there's anything more to say, is there, Bobby? Not really, though. No. Oh, I'm sorry. I've accidentally pressed the cut-off button. Goodbye, Bobby. She's gone. Idiot. What a rude woman. Oh. What a rude... What a rude human being. Human being. Which makes the song even more apt now, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, it does. It makes the song... <laughs> my beans. <laughs> oh my the beans? I don't know why you're focusing on the beans. It's just, just so tragic. I'm like, uh, I'm good with images. <laughs> oh, dear. I have my beans. <laughs> 
Can I? Can no I? One, no one ever says that. And this is what. And and for those wondering, I'm 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 so great at taking this trolling. But this is what. Um, oh dear. Yeah. Okay. All right. Oh dear. But this is what's. Sort of playing in my head while you and Bobby are laughing. <laughs> Don't put this on me. <laughs> I'm just a lonely guy. My friends are gone. My friends don't love me. Strangers call and they mock me. I am just a lonely guy. But you have your I'll piss off. <laughs> Do one of your funny stories. All right. Here's a mucky one. Mum speechless. Daily Star. <laughs> As kids on beach open message in bottle and find porn. <laughs> Suddenly, I'm back in. <laughs> it's the weirdest story. Scott's mum faced every parent's worst nightmare. <laughs> I don't think I've ever thought about it. My that worst one. nightmare is my kids um, being kidnapped <laughs> and never seeing them yeah. again. <laughs> Filth in a bottle is not in there. When her children found an X rated message in a bottle, I blame Sting. Carla Barr, 34, from West Lothian, was out walking the dog on the Shell Bay Beach in Fife for anyone else who wants to see if they can find another one. On Saturday, with her daughter Jessica, 12, and son Fraser, 10, when they spotted a strange white bottle decorated with red stars. Ooh. With her children eager to see what was inside the mystery find, Carla decided to stop and let them open it. But instead of a letter or a treasure map, like in storybooks... <laughs> <laughs> like in storybooks. Okay, yeah. They That's found something expect. more sinister implanted inside. Carla, a pupil support worker, told Daily Star Online, When we were about to leave, my daughter said, Look at that bottle someone has drew on it. Maybe it's a message in a Look bottle. Look at that bottle someone has drew on oh, it. Oh, she's Scottish. I wasn't going to do the voice. Look at the bottle someone has drew on it. it. Maybe it's a message. Aye, it's really good, that, my laddie. My wee laddie from Glasgow. <laughs> Have you got a punt for the machine? Have you got a, what? a, a punt for the machine? <laughs> Have you got a wee punt for the machine? I want to go on the machine, Mama. <laughs> Mummy. Mummy, I want to go on the machine. Have you got a punt for the machine, Mummy? I want to go and post my pat. Oh, my God. Do you remember when you once uh, wanted to ride? <laughs> the boy with calipers, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we go. Thank you. Read that tweet from Pete. Oh, dear. Read that tweet from Pete. <clears throat> a tweet from Pete. Read it out loud. I can't see a tweet from Oh, because you've muted him. Come on, flipping cast. This is getting a bit mean now. How many lives has Ian Lee saved? Two. How many lives have you saved? One. Well. Hashtag just saying. Yeah, there's two <laughs> one on the live stakes. Yeah, but if I hadn't saved Ian Lee, he wouldn't have saved anyone. So, so actually, I get I him one. and everyone else. As you keep saying, Catherine... I saved myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, eventually he caught up. <laughs> anyway, everyone shut up. I'm being very humble about it, but I am a hero. Um, uh, yes, so uh, <clears throat> she told the Daily Star online... Still talking? 
when we were about to leave, oh, the porno th- yes. my daughter said, look at that bottle someone's drew on it. Maybe it's a message in a bottle. I said, I doubt it, but let's look. She decided to take pictures of the children opening the bottle to document their surprise <laughs> and what was inside. Oh, brilliant. Jessica and Fraser opened the bottle and found someone had inserted a message wrapped up in plastic to keep inserted, it dry. Inserted, even dry. No. Inserted plastic and dry. Even the language <laughs> in this story is sexual. Filthy. They really want to milk said, this. She said, My son and daughter opened it together and said it's a message in a bottle. It looked like somebody had put a lot of effort into it. The letter was rolled up in a plastic wallet and then stuck into a decorated bottle. Okay. We took a photo holding the content and then started to open it excitedly. As the children unrolled the message, Carla said she was surprised, confused, shocked and amused in equal measure of what they found inside. It was a handmade advert for an escort service. What? Called the North Viking Sea Freelance Escort Babe Agency. My Let's goodness, have a look. Let me just check this out on Google. <laughs> the what's it called? The North? The North Viking Sea, or one word. Yeah. Freelance. Okay. <laughs> escort Babe Agency. See, we should be supporting these people because they're going to be out of work with Corona. <clears throat> Well, uh, I would suggest they're going to be out of work advertising in this way. It's not the most efficient. I can't can't find it. Which came complete with a picture of a woman in lingerie. (laughs) Someone had stuck pubic hair onto. Oh! (laughs) Carla said, opening them, we started to read what was on it, and the kids then said it looked like real hair attached to it. Oh, dirty devils. Oh, that is going to be... That really is going to have coronavirus. It looked like a newspaper, and on some... On it, somebody had stenciled the writing with pen. <laughs> it's like, do you remember those stencils we used to get at school? Yep. Where it, the C, you would do, you'd get the back, you know, you'd get the... Stencils, yeah. Yeah, rubbish. Well. So someone's tried to disguise their writing on this filth. Yeah. Like, really carefully. It looked like a newspaper. On it, somebody had stenciled the writing with pen, describing the North Viking Sea Free... Where is this Freelance Escort Babe Agency and their beautiful babe, Sophie. She's from Scotland. Which part? Mm, not Glasgow. Okay. So that's this Glasgow. is my not Glasgow. I am from Glasgow. Have you got the punt for the machine? <laughs> there was printed parts along the top and a woman in the middle of the page with what looked like some sort of hair attached to the genital area of the woman. Yeah, we know about that. We then decided it was best to roll it back up and leave it for someone else to find. Why didn't you bin it? <laughs> someone else's kids are going to get a look in that. The mum said she was lost for words when the kids started asking questions. She said, the questions then came about who would have done that, what was it about, and why was there hair on it? <laughs> we swiftly changed the subject. She added, somebody obviously has too much time on their hands. I think it's someone having a laugh. It was very random. The origins of the peculiar find are still to be established. There's no such escort agency. I'm astonished. I don't think there's any such woman... <laughs> Jasmine, we did try and call you, by the way, but we couldn't call you back, so that's your, that's your problem. That's your problem. It's her problem, right? You tried to call her, right? You couldn't call her back. It's a problem. Um, Take Jesse, and we'll have a break, then we'll do a, peri- a Periscope Love Bomb. That's what really? I'm That's what I'm feeling. That's what I'm feeling. You it's feel, going to be a good one. You're feeling I'm, that. It just came to me. So let's let's talk to um, Jesse. Good evening, Jesse. Hello. What you got for us, Jesse? Sorry, I'm struggling a bit today. What's going on? Just feeling quite down. Put your cat in a remote-controlled car and drive it around. Would that help? 
No, I just felt... Is Mark okay? I was working with Mark, I spoke to Mark last night, and last night he was absolutely fine. I mean, mm. as fine as someone can be. Um, you know, this he's not very happy, but he's... As far as I'm aware, um, he's still with us. It's just my situation. It's difficult. Yeah. I know. I know you understand. Of course I do. Of course I do. I, I just, know it's tough. I just, I just sometimes feel like it's really hard when I... I know I can talk and eat, but that's all I can physically do. And yeah. I just feel like I'm, it's hard having to be... <laughs> Uh, treated like a baby. I know what you mean. Having seen my mum go through that, yeah. um, I know, I mean, she gets a bit confused these days and is not really as aware of it as she once was early on. And I know how frustrating it can be in some aspects for her. It was it was humiliating. It was upsetting. Um, it was, it's tough. I know it's yeah. tough. I know it's tough. Have you got other people that you talk to? No. No, you've got no friends. Well, I've not been getting out very much. No, 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 no. <laughs> um, also as well, oh. did you, my, 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 I found that when my mum started getting ill, all her friends disappeared quite quickly. Yeah. <laughs> quite quickly. You know what, like, people like, you think you're your friends, when your health gets worse, it's like, they go away. Yeah, right? I was so disappointed by that. I expected yeah. a few of them to, but there were some people that I'd known since I was a kid, and they all went. They all went. None of them. None Quite of them visit her anymore. Yeah. Yeah. For being severely disabled. I don't. Well, I don't know if it's a judgment. As I never really spoke to them about it. I'd love to. Yeah. I think part of it is a, a fear. You know, fear of 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 their own mortality. I think part of it is uh, I can't be bothered. I think there's a real effort of I can't be bothered. I think there's an awkwardness. Yeah. People don't know what to say, and so they avoid yeah. saying anything, and then they can't yeah. say anything because it's been too long. But you try and keep it together for a bit, and then you get yeah. really distressed again. It's a really common thing, friends disappearing when someone starts to get poorly, unfortunately. I've yeah. spoken to a lot of people about it. It's very common. And, you know, friends and family, in, in, in the case of my mum as well. Um, well, you know, I, you know, I keep banging on about the Samaritans, Jesse. I'm a big fan of the Samaritans. It's hard as well, could I have family? No, well. Yeah. But as I say, I'm a big fan of the Samaritans. No. You ever, you ever called them up? No. Oh, they're great. Oh, you have a good old chat with them. You have a Sorry. good Yeah. Yeah. I know you two understand. Yeah. You're so kind. I do understand. Uh, I, I, we're not, here's the thing, we're not kind in real life, we're horrible. I'm really I, kind. Um, I'm really kind. I threw a rock at a squirrel earlier on today, I don't care, me. Did. I, I don't, don't care. I believe that. Um, why don't you give the Samaritans a call? I know the Samaritans have this image of being for people that are suicidal and it's miserable and it's... They're really, really nice people. And if you don't, if the call's not going the way you want it to go, you can just put the phone down. They won't mind. Mm. Would you consider giving them a call now? Yeah. How you, are your cats? My cats are a pain in the bum, but I love Aww. them. I love them. I oh, want to get. I, they've heard about your cat and its remote control car, and now they all want one. <laughs> True. 
Catherine, yes. uh, I saw your picture of your cat. Oh. Really cute. I was that, was that the one sat in, sat in your bra? She managed to get most of her top oh. half in one cup, yeah. And then there was one with, with us together, a rare shot of us together, because normally she doesn't like being photographed. It was a cat on its own, I saw. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's lovely. Oh. The cats, cats are, I think, are, are angels, and they are sent to live with us, and they uh, they keep me sane. They do. Do me a favour, Jesse. Uh, Jessie. Yeah. Give the Samaritan. Would you would you just try giving the Samaritans a call? Maybe, yeah. Mm, maybe is almost a no no. I tell you why, right? Because they're not just there for people that want to kill themselves. They're not. They're, they're not. I mean, and they also they can't. They're not allowed to give advice. So I they're know. just there to chat to. Yeah. And I found them so helpful. I've called them before. Can be hard when you feel one. Yeah. Isolate. Yeah, yeah. Are you able to take down a phone number if I say it now? Yeah. You got pen and paper or something you can. Yeah. One one six. One one six. One two three. Really easy. One one six. One two three. One two three. Why don't you just try it? Why don't we say goodbye now? Yeah. Just try it. Thanks for just listening for yeah, That's what we're there for. But then why don't you give us a call tomorrow and just let us know yeah. how you go on with it? It might not be yeah. your thing, and that's fine. But I think we could start looking at options of where, of, of, of you know, people that you could talk to when me yeah. and Kath aren't here. Yeah. Why don't you give them a I'll try? I'll as well. Just want to say this before I go. Yeah. It's the... Uh, what? It's like the Mother's Day hype at the moment as oh, well, which isn't helping. Yeah, I'd forgotten about yeah. Mother's Day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's and you can't up. go out without hyping the shop, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's tough, isn't it? It's tough. And it makes me think, Mum, we girl, yeah, it's yeah. hard. You're a okay, good egg, Jesse. You. You're a good egg. Try that number. You two are good as well. Jesse, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Who is the best, me or Catherine? Oh, I knew you were going to say It's that. a really important question, and everyone seems to be shying away from the obvious answer. I think answer. it's unfair to put that pressure on you. I, no, I'm I think it's I very... answer truthfully? Yes. Equal. Oh, oh Jesse, you coward! You! <laughs> Jesse, you're a good soul, and we'll, hopefully we'll speak to you tomorrow, okay? She's yeah, I love you equally. See bye. you later. Bye-bye. She's a coward. A coward dancer! It's like trying to ask my mum who her favourite kid is. Mm. Just gives her that. Answer. Well, she no, she told me it's your sister, Vic. Oh, oh. that's Ouch. awkward. Hey, Kev. Hi, Ian. How are you? I'm all right. What you got for us? Uh, well, uh, Jess just prompted me to call. To be fair, um, that just brought one to my throat. Uh, Kath knows the, who I am. I've spoke to her several times. To be fair, um, but I understand that uh, you and Kath can't be here. Uh, friends on, well, sorry, except a Facebook request. Uh, but I came home last night after a bad day and I, I wrote like uh, my thoughts down. Now I hate doing things like that to be fair because it's a very personal thing. Yeah. However, um, I've now realised I can now write my thoughts down um, and put them in files because yeah. obviously you, you better health. They, they describe it to like a filing system. You know, you've got loads of things at the back. So I've wrote lots of my thoughts down and 
It's helping a minute, to be fair. Writing um, stuff down, journaling, di writing a diary, writing... It's a, it's a big one in terms of therapy. It's, it gets recommended to me all the time, and when I do it, it helps. It, it's, it's, it starts out me. I mean, Kath helped, you helped, Johnny. You know, I, I love listening to the pair of um, Hey, look, I, I don't... I don't for one second suggest that I... I, I think I'll always have that um, anxiety there, um, which I never thought would uh, happen to me. But it, it doesn't have any kind of favourites. It can come out at, at any point. Um, but I'm now learning how to deal with it. I, if, if, if I feel anxiety, uh, it's, it's dangerous. Sorry. It's uncomfortable. It's not dangerous, so you have to ride through it. And um, but Jess prompts me to ring in. Sonia prompts me to ring in. And Kai, I've been a bit worried about Kai. For most of you, Kai. <coughs> Kai was the young lad who um, had an older friend. Oh remember? yeah, 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 yeah. And I cried. Seriously. He, he, he sounded like uh, he was easily influenced. Um, I, I, actually, perhaps I shouldn't say that, but it really worried me. Okay. Well, don't worry about him. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's, it's, it's good to be concerned about people, but there are so many people that we have no influence over, so don't try not to worry about them. I, I often think um, that, you know, sometimes worrying about other people stops us looking at what's going on with us and how we can change and fix things for us. So, you know, it's, it's, it shows that you're a good person, Kev, that you're worried about, about Kai. Um, but, I, I, you know, keep, keep an eye on yourself, man. Uh, do you know what? Yeah, thank you, Ryan. I'm, do you know what? Um, baby steps, but I went on a canal barge a uh, few... What? Uh, well, last month. Uh, sorry, January. Why would you do that? On a day for uh, my ne uh, niece's birthday. Yeah. Um, pushed myself to that, because... Um, it was outside my comfort zone, but I loved it. And then uh, tomorrow, actually today now, I suppose. Yeah. I uh, my mum, who hasn't been very well recently, and my dad, and my youngest brother, we're going to the uh, the Echo Arena or the Marks and Spencer Arena, whatever you call it now. We're going to uh, watch the darts now, despite the fact I can't see what they're doing, kind of thing. Just uh, be nice to spend time with, my, you know, one hundred and eight. Day! <laughs> you get that. Um, can I ask Take you a question, Kev? Can Take I ask before one. <laughs> Kev, Kev, can I before you go? Can I ask you a question? Yeah, want, yeah, of course. And this is important because I think you've shared quite a lot, and there'll be people listening who'll be inspired by this. Yeah. Um, who's the best? <laughs> Me, Catherine. Get out of here, you scumbag! <laughs> Should have dumped that. <laughs> this is talk radio. <laughs> Late Night, Ian Lee, on Talk Radio. I was going to go, what we needed was Bride of Christ on Periscope. He just stopped streaming 32 minutes ago. I was going to go and have a little look at him. Ah, he's been learning monkey songs for me. I'm sorted there. With ne with next time, my friend, next time. Can someone tweet him and let him know we were going to go? Um, but we missed him. We haven't really got time for a Periscope love bomb now. We haven't got time for one now, because I want to do it. Uh, if you're going to do it, do it right now. Do it with me. Yeah. Call straight to air for the last ten minutes of the show. How's about them apples? How's about them apples? Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. Let me see if I've got any good stories here. 
listen to this little sod. Um, <laughs> the coronavirus outbreak has caused the public to react in a number of different ways. Who's this dickhead? Groundhog Day, what's your problem? I bet I've blocked you. Let me just see if I've blocked you. G-Dog Day. I just got a feeling I've blocked you. At G-Dog Day. Because it's that kind of... Yeah, blocked. Thought so. Blocked. I, I, hope, you, I hope your day improves. I hope your day improves, Groundhog Day. I hope your day improves. Um, you remember that guy that bought the tablets for people with HIV? He, he bought... The oh, yeah, and then... Put the, put the price, price up, up from, like, $7 to, like, $150 or something. Yes. This is the British version of that. Oh. The coronavirus outbreak has caused the public to react in... in actually, this is probably worse. Uh, in a number of different ways. Some people have decided to steer clear of crowded places and avoid any interaction with strangers, while others have taken more drastic measures and have been cautiously bulk-buying toilet roll, soap and food in case they have to self-isolate. But one teenage boy decided to seize this as an opportunity to make a little extra money so he could buy some snacks. Mum of seven, Jenny Tompkins, took to social media on Wednesday to explain how her teenage son, Oliver Cooper, had been caught charging his peers 50 pence each to use his hand sanitizer. <gasps> the 13-year-old from Leeds had gotten in a spot of trouble for this at school and subsequently been sent home for his actions. Oh, this is the tweet from the mum. It's a Facebook post. This is great. This is, oh, this is great. This is the Facebook post. I've gone to the, this is a picture of my teenage son just getting in from school. Why is he getting in from school at 10.53am, you ask? Schools don't finish until 3pm. Well, the little turd has just been expelled from school for the day after be for the day after being caught charging students fifty pence a squirt for hand sanitizer to protect themselves from the bloody coronavirus. Very hard to discipline this behaviour when his dad phones him from work to call him. Didn't see that coming. Wow. Oh. Very hard to discipline this behaviour when his dad phones him from work to call him an effing legend. <laughs> Edit, I can't keep up with the comments. For those asking, he made nine quid. He bought a multi-pack of Doritos and saving the rest to buy a kebab later. The 32-year-old, the teenager, Jenny's post has been shared more than 97,000 times. Thousands of people have also taken time to comment. One person replied, I know you're probably cross with him, but at, at the end of the day, he already knows how to meet the supply and demand world of business. Another said, next, Alan Sugar. Okay, bit naughty, but entrepreneurs all start somewhere. Well, you know people who were selling um, hand sanitizer for extortionate prices online? Yeah. There's talk of maybe being prosecuted if the um, price is really, really high. Um, mm. Yeah, because uh, it's... Really? Yeah, it can be illegal. What do you mean it can be illegal? I heard half a story on the radio this morning. <laughs> oh, you're more informed than most of our callers. Yeah, and uh, they were saying that there there may be grounds to prosecute people who really are taking the mick. Hey, do you want some good medical news? No, I don't. Okay. Go on, a bit. I t I've got a story for you. They've cured a bloke of HIV. I just... That's what I was about to tell you. 
No, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you. Second person. Yeah, no, it's the second time. Well, you didn't know about the first one until I told you. Well, no, because I read a story that was half written in a, again, an online newspaper with a bloke who was a Chinese prisoner who'd had it and then didn't have it. And he That's different. That's a different story. He wasn't cured. He was a bullshiner. Yeah. Um, they cured someone of HIV and now they've cured a second person. But have they cured it or did he spontaneously go into remission? Well, get this. Thank you. A man from London, this is according to BBC. Remember, those guys that you don't want to pay for anymore. A man from London who's become the second person in the world to be cured of HIV, according to doctors. Adam Castillejo is still free of the virus. Well, you normally you tell us what that means in English. You're like the um, teacher, I told you about this, in, in school, when I lived in Slough, a lot of Indian and Pakistani kids, and the teacher would go through the register. Ian, yes, miss. Stephen, yes, miss. Ranjit. Now, what does your name mean? <laughs> <laughs> All the time. What does your name well, mean? Well, I think Castillejo is to do with Castillo castles. It's, it's balls, isn't it? Cast my, my Castillo, um, my Castillo egg for... Uh, love what? Uh, tonight. Uh, no. Uh, the, star, the lady in the stars. What? Castillo. Castillo. Okay. All right. Hey, listen. I don't know. I don't know language. All right. All right. I'm gonna make. I'm gonna confess something now. I've never confessed before. I don't speak foreign languages. You do. I don't speak any foreign languages. I'm so sorry. I just want to impress you because you're like, you're so cool. You're like Joe Wiley. You're so cool. I want to impress you. I don't speak any foreign languages. Stop trying to impress me. Pardonnez-moi, s'il vous plaît. Stop trying to impress me. That don't impress her much. It's never going to work. Um, so he's free of the virus more than 30 months after stopping antiretroviral therapy. He Tough was guy, not huh? cured by the HIV drugs, however, but by a stem cell treatment he received for a cancer he also had, according to The Lancet. Mm. Hmm. Uh, the donors of those stem cells have an uncommon gene that gives them, and now Mr Castillejo, protection against HIV. Uh, in 2011, Timothy Brown, the Berlin patient, became the first person reported as cured of HIV three and a half years after having similar treatment. It's incredible. Um... Stem cell transplants appear to stop the virus being able to replicate inside the body by replacing the patient's own immune cells with donor ones that resist HIV infection. So Adam Castillejo, the now 40-year-old London patient who's decided to go public with his identity, has no detachable active HIV infection in his blood, semen or tissues. Is... <laughs> I'm sorry. You no. said semen and tissues. I'm no. sorry. I'm sorry. No. Um, if, and for anyone... Do you remember AIDS when it first yes. broke? Don't die of ignorance. Yeah. It was. It was. It was terrifying. And also, you know, you a lot of gay men died. New oh, people God. that died. Nursed boyfriends. You, you know. It's, you, you know. I was. I was kind of. I guess eight, nine, ten when it when it, it kind of broke. But you hear stories now from gay men who. All of their peers were wiped yeah. out. All of their peers were wiped out. It was. It was as, as, as bad as that. You know, they could be the only one of all of their friends that lived. Um, and it, it, it is incredible. So this is amazing. Um, so are they saying that they are going to, they think they can cure other people? Well, it would be, suge the suggestion uh, from this is that it's, it's the stem cell treatment. Right. And I wonder if he can catch it again. I wonder if it makes you immune from it, if you've had it, well, with it, a virus, if you've had it. it gives them it. protection against it. Right. Right. With, yeah, with a virus, if you've had it, you've had it. Mm. And you, I mean, you, 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 you don't, you don't get it back. Isn't that remarkable? So, yeah, it, it, it replaces the patient's own immune cells with donor ones that resist HIV infection. Wow. Well, uh, uh, God, uh, imagine being given that diagnosis yeah. and then having this treatment. That's amazing. Um, 
That's amazing. Who was, did we just speak to Kev? Who was Kev? Yes. Who was Kev? Uh, Kev from Liverpool, who was going to the darts. Oh, yeah, he's called it. We go, we're, we're, Kev, we're, we're, we're done, I think, Kev. We're coming to the end of the show, so thank you. We'll, we'll, we'll leave the phone lines open in case anybody else wants to have a go. Um, what day is it today? Wednesday. Yeah. So tomorrow's my last night this week. Yeah. Because we're doing, we're cutting down to four shows a week for me. Kath's going to be doing Fridays. And um, I'm looking forward to having Fridays kind of on my own. I've got the boys this weekend, which is great because I've not really seen much of them. So I'm looking forward to that. So I get them Friday and I get them... Oh, dear. Excuse me. Get them two nights instead of one, which I'm looking forward to. But have... know, it was so nice yesterday. You know, I love my job. I love coming in to work with you and it's fun and everything. But it's really nice to live a normal life just for yesterday. Wouldn't it? Yeah, isn't it? I, I, already, I was doing this because of you know, mental health and stress and stuff like that. And already I feel, yeah, this is the right decision. You're relieved. I, f I feel an element of relief. Yeah, I feel an element of relief. Uh, 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 we'll, we'll see in a couple of months when my bank balance is not quite as healthy as perhaps it would be. But I'm pretty sure I'm doing the right thing. Hello, Line One. You're on the wireless. Oh, hi, Ian. Sorry, I'm a bit nervous. Um, my name's TK. Hello, TK. Hi, um, yeah, I just wanted to say how um, I suffer with um, schizophrenia and depression, and you and Kath have like, really helped me recently, um, just through listening to your show and stuff. I just wanted to say thank you, really, how, you know, how you've really helped me. Who's helped the most? Me? I'm joking. Oh. I'm joking. <laughs> hey, that, I'm joking, TK. Hey, that's really kind of you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. How, is, how does your um, schizophrenia and... Uh, do we still use the word schizophrenia? I thought that, that, that um, we, we, we didn't use that anymore. You'd know better than me. I'm no, not... Apparently, apparently I've been diagnosed with psychosis and paranoid schizophrenia, whatever that means. Okay. And uh, do you... <laughs> I mean, how do do, do you I, do you know how that impacts on your life, or are, are you aware of it, or do other um, people tell you how it impacts on your life? Mm, both, really. Um, I mean, I was I was I was uh, taken into hospital, um, second under the mental health act uh, last year in February, um, and I can't, re can't remember much about that time. But my friends who came to visit said that I was kind of catatonic and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it wasn't very good, really. <laughs> yeah. Because um, I wonder, I wonder, if you say to someone, we have to go in a second, TK, because we're coming to an end. Yeah, but no I often worries. wonder, um, uh, uh, someone I know who, who, I don't know very well, actually, but has autism, yeah. said, stop, I wish people would stop saying that autism is a condition, because it's just what I am. And yeah. you, 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 yeah. you, you would struggle, you, you can't really go to him and say, how does your autism affect your life? Well, he goes, well, I, I don't know, because this is my life. I don't know what... Yeah. Yeah. He wouldn't use this language, and I'm, I'm being lazy, because we've only got two minutes. I don't know what, in inverted commas, normal, and I know that's an offensive word, so I apologise, mm. but I don't know what that is. I don't know what... I, so this is yeah. my life. And I was just wondering yeah. if it's the same for you with your schizophrenia, that you I don't know so, what yeah. people who don't have schizophrenia, there's a better yeah. way of phrasing yeah. it, what they... What it feels like, so... This is your normal. Yes. Yeah. It's a very long way of getting <laughs> to <a> yes. <laughs> hey, listen, we have to go, TK, because we're coming to the yeah, end of the no show. Worries. But I really appreciate your call, and I really appreciate your kind words. Thank you, thank you, thank yeah, you. Cheers, Take bye care, bye. Nice. I'm Good sorry night. for using the word normal. That was that was very lazy of me, and I and I should have found a better way of of, uh, of phrasing that. So apologies if anyone's upset by that. You have every right to be upset by that. But um, yeah, it's like 
What's it, how does your, your autism impact on your life? I don't know. This is, this is me, you know. You, you, as, a, as an onlooker, you might have a better understanding of the impact well, because this is me. It's a bit like when people question um, how you manage with uh, going to work and having depression. It's like, well, you, I go to work. I go to work, right. <laughs> That's what I think of tonight, sir. This is what I think of tonight, sir. <laughs> I had to press the dumb button there because Catherine got me so angry. Make sure that doesn't go in the best of or a podcast, otherwise you lose your job because that was justified. I got so Catherine made me so angry with her flippant, disrespectful <laughs> attitude to my art that I swore at her. I swore at her <laughs> again. I swore He's at always her. Always doing it. I swore at her. It's quite hurtful. Alex's face. Does it all the time, Alex? I don't. Don't do it all the time. Don't know why that's I put up with it? That's a lie. I'm looking forward to Friday when I can go through a whole night without being abused. Oh no, I'm going to phone up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, taking my boys to that log cabin again, and uh, today my ten-year-old said, "Oh, can we prank call Catherine like we did last time?" I said, "Oh yeah." Oh, it was friend. such a prank. It was uh, two I'm little Roger boys. Moore. Going, Hello, I'm Roger Moore. It wasn't two little boys. It was me. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yes. Now. Hello, I'm Roger Moore. I'm phoning up to talk to the marvellous Catherine Boyle. <laughs> I'll have a He's been dead for quite some time. He had been dead for a while. That was one time. of the many, many flaws in my thing. <laughs> Alex, thank you. Uh, Catherine, thank you so much, dear listener. Back tonight at 10. Kate is up next. This is Talk Radio. Talk Radio. <laughs>